You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Outsider Show. Congratulations. You played yourself. Yeah, guess who's back? Welcome to Lucha Outsider Show. I'm Leo. That's Mario. The heel that seals the deal, the villain that stays chilling, the anti-hero of the IWC, your boy, Mr. Rated R, and our third man on the broadcasting team from Suplex City, bitch. Yo, 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 let me speak on this. What's going on? What's going on? And we are here. This is the Lucha Outsider Show, episode 107. Find us everywhere. Instagram, Facebook. The Twitter. And also, if you missed anything on today's episode, check out the podcast version of Soul. iTunes, SoundCloud, Don't Be Fancy, Apple Podcast. Tune in on MessLab, LotusRadio.com, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast needs. Leave us a five-star Frog Flash Radio View. Comments, greetings, bear either one of us. And most likely be Leo. It's okay. Yep, it's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to get my voice back, dude. It's been a long week. It's been a super long week. And Leo? Look alive! WrestleMania, baby! Woo! WrestleMania was last week. Oh. <laughs> um, we are we are the Lucha Out. I'm like off, dude. Like I'm still trying to catch up, man. Like I'm still not there. I'm still not. Are over. you still hungover? I'm st- I'm still in like mania recovery. Dude. I mean, literally, because Sam told me what happened. But we'll get, yeah. we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm like hungover. Like don't drink and mania. Don't drink and mania. Uh, it could get dangerous. dangerous. Don't drink and mania. But man. I'm still trying to get over Mania Week. It just yeah. was a struggle. Like for four, I, I don't know. I was telling this to a couple people that I've traveled with to Mania. For whatever reason, I felt like Dallas wasn't this way. I feel like uh, New Orleans wasn't this way because like everything what? was so close together. All these shows, so okay. they were literally walking distance, or like the lift was like a five minute lift or five minute Uber. But man, uh, New York, man, is just New York and Jersey. I still feel like we weren't ready for it. It was inconvenient. It was so much traveling. It was so much getting up early. It was so much like not getting your shit in, meaning like not getting your sleep in. You get, well, weren't able to sleep in because you had to get up early. In New Orleans and Dallas, you don't have to get up early because everything was right. Everything was walking distance or like, like I said, like a five-minute, ten-minute Uber or Lyft. You were able to either walk or, you know, catch a ride real quick. But it wasn't like this for New York and Jersey because everything was like, ugh. But you know what? What I also think, especially for us, that we, we were here like when it was local, um, you couldn't get away from your regular life in, in the sense that, you know what? Leading up to it, you didn't have the expectation, oh, I'm going to get on a plane and I'm going to fly and I'm going to get there and things are going to be new. So it wasn't like the 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 change. It from wasn't a vacation atmosphere, exactly. right? Right. So there you go. So did we finish the intro? Yeah, we finished the intro, dude. Okay, I'm gonna go enjoy myself because tomorrow's my birthday, and I'm gonna go party. Happy birthday, Leo! Yeah, happy yeah. Birthday. Uh, happy birthday, Leo! 
can't even hear, but I know where you're playing. Guys, have an awesome show. Take care. Uh, nos vemos. And I'm just going to shut off my shit. Bye-bye. All right, bro. Um, enjoy your, your birthday weekend or birthday couple days with your wife and your family, dude. Yeah, one day. It's not a vacation. <laughs> Just what like Mania. Joy. Just like Mania. It wasn't a vacation. <laughs> that, that was actually a really, really good transition. There you go. <laughs> well, Nos vemos. Happy birthday, Leo, oh. people. What are people saying on the Facebook chat? Uh, they're saying happy birthday, Leo. Hey, there you go. You get some love, Leo. Later, brother. Take care. Samuel. See you, buddy. Take care. I'm going to do a Sammy right now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, Sam. Um, So Mania week happened. We're been there, done that. Uh, let's start with Thursday. Yeah, man. Uh, MLW was the first show on our list. Well, now nah, we got to even backtrack there. We got to talk about the Walmart experience. Oh, wow. Yeah. We got to listen. You got to come on. Let's let's focus. Let's regroup here. Let's all right. regroup. Let's all take a deep breath together. Yeah. <sighs> so because it's a lot of shit, man. Yeah. So I picked you up. We went over to Walmart to go meet Oscar. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, a free uh, meeting meet and greet. And as we were standing in line, we barely made it, by the way. We, yo, we, like, by, <laughs> like, like an inch of a hair just yeah. made it. They were handing out wristbands, and we were probably, like, the last of maybe four or five people that got a wristband. Um, but they were also handing out uh, raffle tickets for free tickets for WrestleMania. And I had already had uh, <laughs> purchased my WrestleMania ticket. So n- me not ever winning anything in my life decided to give my raffle ticket to a complete stranger. And they gave out the winning number. The guy that was standing uh, behind me said, hey, that's only a couple numbers off. That's probably your ticket. And Mm -hmm. I said, I gave it to that weird dude standing behind me. Instead of giving it to me. Do you realize, by the way, eh, spoiler alert, I didn't go to Mania. I ended up getting trashed at a bar watching Mania. But we'll get to that later on. I could have went to Mania. Yeah, it, this this story all comes back together at the end. I could have went to Mania. You realize that, Sam, right? I know. I'm so sorry, man. Come on, man. I'm so sorry. And, I mean, granted, you ended up going to Mania. And it was a great Mania, but I could have went to Mania. I know. Instead, I was getting free drinks at a bar, enjoying Mania, but, like, I wasn't there. Yeah, I uh, I gave it away to some guy I don't even know. So hopefully that good karma comes to me. Some way, somehow, in some form, but I did the job on that one. But we did get to meet Oscar. She was very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, uh, was she very... signed a Funko Pop of mine, um, and uh, Mario got an eight by ten. Yeah, she was. Nine. She's really. Uh, Oscar's not an ugly girl. Like you see her on TV, she's she's pretty. But man, that you see her in person, like visually, like in person, when you see her, like physically, and you know, she has like she's gorgeous in person. She's really, really pretty and. I went up to her and I was like, hey, Oscar, how you doing? She's like, hey, <laughs> you know, her little accent. And I was like, you know, hey, I went to Japan. I should practice my Japanese. So when, you know, she signed my 8x10, we took the picture. And then um, she uh, she goes like, she goes, like, oh, nice meeting you. And I was like, arigato. And she's like, oh, arigato. And, you know, practicing my Japanese right there. So uh, I was, she was filling the kid with that Japanese real quick. I threw that little line in there. I was like, yeah, arigato. <laughs> A lot of the, a lot of the ladies were feeling you over the WrestleMania weekend. We'll, we'll get, get into that we'll too. Get to that. But um, we we wound up leaving uh, Walmart and heading over to Queens to the Melrose Ballroom. 
and going to the MLW show where we met X and Yuri. Now, shout outs to X and Yuri. And uh, we had great seats right there. Um, By the entrance ramp. Yeah. Yeah. And we just had a blast. Great show. Really good show. That was just to start off Mania. It was like just the Mania week and the Mania atmosphere. It was just like, it was really good. It was really, really good uh, to start off. And, you know, X and Yuri, they're, they're good brothers, especially X. Like, he was out of control. He um he cosplay some semi, like, uh, uh, which one, Brian Pillman Jr., so the dude had the wig. He had the heart foundation jacket and stuff. And, um, man, this guy was just out of control. But, for, like, while the MLW top to bottom was, like, such a good card, and I don't want to go through matches because this was, like, a taping. So you're definitely going to see this on BN Sports, like, all these matches and stuff. But, um, yeah, uh, apparently, unfortunately, the negative I have to say about the show, it had nothing to do with the show, but I think the security was like nitpicking on fans yeah so we were sitting right by the rail like by the ramp right so literally right behind us was a right behind our seats like we could literally sit on the ramp if we want to now we weren't sitting on the ramp when talent was coming out obviously we would just stand up you know either you know uh, high five some of the, the the talent or you know talk shit you know which some of us were doing uh, that night but um you know, we we were just having a good time. Everybody was having a good time at the show. You know, because it's like a you have like an ECW type atmosphere at the Melrose Melrose Ballroom. But unfortunately, man, um, security there just kept on picking on X for whatever reason, and just kept on hassling like, "Oh, don't put your can there," or like, "Get off the the the, the stage and stuff." And like, we weren't on the stage. We just kind of leaned there. But eventually, we just ended up just like, you know what? We don't want any issues. Let's just sit down. But literally opposite from us like on the corner front row front row like ringside you have these two guys that were literally like obnoxious drunks and kept the drinking throughout the night they were handing uh drinks to some of the talent if uh if I'm... Ticket. <laughs> <laughs> leo's back uh-huh Shortly. all right man enjoy your en- enjoy your uh trip man later dude yeah and um for whatever reason, they uh, they were giving us a hard time, especially X. Um, he got into it with one of the talent. Um, yeah, it's um. So I just find it odd that they were picking on X, and and X is a is you know darker complexion or whatever. And these two obnoxious drunks, you know, they they look like white boys. Yet no one said nothing to them, and they were fucking harassing talent all night. They kept drinking and shit. Nobody said nothing to them. Nothing. Being like obnoxious, you know, them nasty fucking obnoxious drunks. Nobody said nothing to them. But yet X, he's having a good time. He ain't bothering nobody. They just kept on harassing X. But it's funny because later on in the night, like in the same, you know, while, you know, we had some obnoxious fans. So there's this new group in um, MLW called Contra. And it's uh, one, of, one of the Samoans. I think it's like uh, Jimmy and Jay's Uso's brother. I forget his name. I think, it's, I think his name is Eddie, uh, Eddie, Eddie Fatu. I could be wrong. But he, he, has a, he resembles a lot to Umaga. He's actually going to be with Armando Estrada at one of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw he, he looks just like Umaga. Yeah. And then you have Simon Gosh, formerly from Involved Villains. And this dude, I can't think of his name. But he's pretty much like the lackey of the group. At least that's how I see it. Because nobody knows this guy in... And I feel like there's more credibility with uh, Simon Gotch and Fatu right. than this guy with the pointy-ass shoes. Right, right. So my boy X, they're heels. So 
fans are going to talk shit, right? Yeah. And X just starts letting this dude have it. And then dude came back and X almost started a riot. He, he smacked X's. He had a wig on that resembled uh, Brian Pillman Jr.'s mullet. Yeah. And uh, the guy smacked it off of X's uh, head. And Xavier, being Xavier, uh, did not stand down and got in the guy's face. The referees rushed over. It was really like a lot of fun. But I guess the security didn't understand that it's all fun and games. It's a work. They pulled X. They and X almost like hit a lady. It wasn't. He did hit the lady. <laughs> Yo, he, 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 <laughs> it was so funny. But totally. what, there's so many things that happen in that that in that moment that that just I just find hilarious. Yeah. So X is getting into it with this guy, right? And I can't think of the dude's name. If there's people that watch MLW, maybe you guys. Know, it's it's pretty much the the known the not known guy from this trio, right? So then Simon Gotch comes back. Sefa. Okay, and Fatu comes back too. So they're in their face. So Simon Gotch looks at me like he, because I stood up. The second that X got in, that he's going at it with this dude, right? I get up. What's funny about Yuri, you ever seen the, the, the gif of Homer Simpson going into the bush? Yes. That's literally what Yuri did. He slowly <laughs> started backing away. I stood up. And Simon Gosh comes to me like he's about to say something to me, but he recognizes me. He kind of gives me a smirk and then just focuses the attention on X. So he doesn't say nothing to me, but I'm standing up and I'm kind of holding X back. You know, I'm holding my boy, you know, I'm going to have his back. But man, and then I, we asked Sam, Sam, you recorded all that, right? Sam goes like, nah, fam. <laughs> I, I didn't. I was totally... I, I didn't even realize what was really going on until uh, X was getting pulled by security. I was like in my own little world there, but yeah, man, it was a really fun show. Really it was it, it was a great way to start the week, and as a you know, it it was just a it was just great. The whole show is great, and it just show goes to show you with MLW, you know, they're being different from everybody else. They're not copying some of the stuff that some of these other promotions. They're not being desperate like some other promotions, and. They're just at a good state right now. Um, I just read an article uh, this past week on some of the, the future things that MLW is going to do. They're going to do a UK tour, so we're going to see them travel to the UK for BM Sports. Um, there might be a possibility we're going to get an MLW pay-per-view this year. So they're on the right track, and you know it's crazy to say this. While MLW's product is amazing, who would ever thought that in, 28, in 2019, MLW will have more credibility than some of these other brands and these other promotions? That's yeah. been out there. We'll we'll get to that when we talk about Saturday night. Yeah. But, um, after that, we shot over to Rawway, New Jersey, mm -hmm. uh, to check out the Impact show. And we missed the first couple matches um, just due to some traffic issues and things like that. But when we got there, um, we got to see Tessa Blanchard versus Joey Ryan, which was really good. And you're not a fan of intergender Matt no, in wrestling. I'm, I'm more of like a old school kind of guy where you know there should be. Um, you know, men versus men, women versus women. I should, you know, cruiserweights versus cruiserweights, things like that. And I also think that there's too many titles. Um, but, man, they had a great, great match. Shout out to Tessa Blanchard and Joey Ryan. They did a great, phenomenal job. Tessa Blanchard is so good. Like, man, um, unfortunately, we didn't get to meet her this past, uh, the, the last weekend. But, man, she's just so good at what she does. And, you know, she never ends up in the – she might go down in history if she doesn't – she's so young, but if she doesn't go get signed by the WWE at some point, she might go down as one of the greatest female wrestlers of all time not getting picked up in the WWE. I mean, she's still young. She still has time, but it would definitely be a loss on WWE's part if they don't try to sign her at some point. 
Yeah, absolutely. And now that we got AEW in the mix, we we don't know, you know, where where she might wind up and cement her legacy. Um, but I'll tell you what, she is phenomenal. And I don't understand why they didn't sign her. I believe that they had an opportunity to sign her after the um the Mayan Classic. Yeah, and they they didn't. And I believe she also was a part of that movie with uh the, with the Rock. Right. Uh yeah, the Page movie, um yeah. uh Fighting with My Family. Yeah. So you know the what? Rock sees the potential, but I think I think the problem is um there were some rumors circulating a while ago when there was like still um some rumors that she was going to sign or they were interested in. She did a couple like NXT tapings, but I think apparently she has like a, a, a reputation of like bad behavior. Like she has like a bad attitude. I don't see that. I mean, I haven't heard other talents say that, but apparently that was a rumor when she was doing NXT tapings. That's the, one of the reasons why they didn't sign her. Hmm. But, uh, man, I, I just think she's amazing. Uh, it's unfortunate we didn't get to meet her at WrestleCon, but uh, yeah, she was in the show for Pancakes and Pile Driver, so we didn't get to meet her. But um, let me see what else happened that night. Oh, uh, we had LAX versus uh, uh, Promociones Dorado without uh, Selena De La Renta. So you had uh, LAX, Ortiz, and Santana uh, facing off with Low Key and Ricky Martinez. No relation. <laughs> yeah, that w- that was a really great match too. I really enjoyed that. Um, the one take back I will say that it seemed a little low rent in that in that arena. It, what do you mean? I don't. I didn't come off like a very professional. I came off very indie. It's an. It's a. So for those people that have never been to the Raleigh Rec Center, the people that live in Jersey, uh, New York, and Philly, it, it, it's like. I I personally like the venue because it reminds me. It has like a very ECW feel to it. That's why I like the venue. It's very indie, and that that Rec Center is known for. Uh, a lot of indie shows, like you had Jersey All Pro that used to run. They used to run shows there. Um, Ring of Honor used to run shows back in the day there. Uh, um, you had Impact, uh, TNA back in the day. They used to run shows there. So it was, it's very indie heavy uh, venue. Uh, Wrestle Pro, that's like that's their home location. Okay. So that's that's their main stage. And Wrestle Pro does business with Impact Wrestling, so it w- it only made sense for Impact to run a show there too. But it has like a very, it, you're right, it does have a very indie vibe. I mean, I don't mind it personally. Um, but you skipped out on the hot dogs. I mean, if you want to bring up the hot dogs, that's <laughs> on you, bro. That's just disgusting. <laughs> but um, you bought some hot dogs and you asked me, hey, do you want one? And I looked at you like, no. <laughs> hey, man, they, they, they hit the spot. But um, the next match that we wound up seeing, I believe, was that the main event? or No, we also had. Um, was it was it Rich Swan? Was it Rich Swan and um, Rich Swan, Rich Swan and Flamita? Ah, that was a really good match. It was for the yeah. X Division Championship. That was actually the first time I got to see Flamita, uh, like in person. Like you know, I've seen some of his work online, but that was the first time I got to see him in person. He he could go, dude. Uh, he actually reposted. Actually, you know, shout out to all the talent because there's too much talent to, to name. A lot of talent reposted our stuff on at Lucha Outsiders. If you guys have been following us in the past couple of days, we posted a lot of Insta stories on like all the shows we were going to. Man, a whole bunch of talent, uh, you know, reposted our shit. So shout outs to all you guys. Um, thank you for the support. And shout out to Rich Swan because he also made the trip from the MLW show to the Impact show. Low key too, and Ricky Martinez. Yeah, and um, man, he he put on a great match at both of those uh, shows. Um, we also had um Sammy Callahan and Jimmy Havoc that literally wrestled <laughs> two separate hardcore matches, not with each other at MLW, 
Um, Sammy Callahan with Matt, uh, Manis, uh, Mance Warner. Yeah. And then you had Jimmy Havoc um, wrestle. Um, uh, yeah, Tom Lawler. Tom Lawler. In an extreme fight. So they both had separate hardcore matches. And then literally like maybe hour, two hours later, they have uh, another hardcore match with each other. Ridiculous, too. And they pulled out the staple gun. It was uh, it was crazy. I think Jimmy Havoc still had blood residue from his previous match at MLW. Yeah, a lot of crazy bumps, a lot of big spots. Um, shout out to him, man. I, I can't I can't even like understand what their body went through over this weekend. Uh, with that being like the first night of the weekend and then continually working throughout just ridiculous, ridiculous work rate. So, you know, good on them. Um, so the main event, we were actually surprised how good it was. We, we had um, the Lucha Brothers that also wrestled at MLW. Um, we had the Lucha Brothers face off with uh, Team ECW. You had Sabu and Robin Dam. It just came out that same week that Robin Dam had signed a, 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 a couple of matches to sign the deal with Impact Wrestling to do a couple of matches with them. So that's great for them, um, for Impact Wrestling. So you had RVD and Sabu face off uh, Lucha Brothers in an extreme tag match. Man, this was really good, dude. Yeah, I actually, um, when, when Mario was talking me into going to the show, I actually thought that this was going to be a botch fest, that we were going to see Sabu fall and be like, you know. This, Not good. <laughs> yeah, the Sabu that we see on like Retro Botch and all these other, um, you know, Instagram pages that show him falling and not breaking tables and things like that. But I'll tell you what, it was great nostalgia feels and there was no botching and it was a really fun match to watch. It wasn't very long. I believe it was like, what, around eight minutes long, nine minutes? Yeah, it was, like, it was probably like 10 minutes tops. Yeah. It, wasn't, it, wasn't long, it wasn't a long match at all. But for what it was, it was great. And, um, you know, I, I totally... Uh, support RVD coming back. I don't know how long his contract is, but we'll see what he could do with Impact. And I enjoyed the hell out of that match. Yeah, man, it was a really good match. Really good match. And and the right people went over. The Lucha Brothers did go over, but it was just a good match, and it was a good moment even at the end of the match. Like, they started the match facing off, talking shit to each other. At the end of the match, they were all, like, raising each other's hands. So it was just a good show overall. Yeah. Yeah, you want to get into Friday? Yeah, let's get into Friday. So we went to we ended up going to we woke up early again and um we went to WrestleCon and I've never done a WrestleCon actually. Uh I know Sam has. He's done WrestleCon in Access. So I never I I figured it was going to be like a convention feel and that's what we got. So we went to WrestleCon and we saw uh we kind of walked around first. Uh we looked at some we saw a bunch of talent or whatever. Um, I can't even remember who was the first talent that, that we took pictures with on Friday. It's all kind of like a blur. Yeah, man. I know that we got in um, the line for the USA versus the world. Mm. Kind of like walked around and figured it out. I think the first talent. I think it was, was it Melina? It might have been Melina for you and Bob Backlund for me. Yeah. So, um, okay. So let's start with Bob Black. Bob, Bob Backlund and how he tried to work you. Yeah. Was- so I, I went up to Bob Backlund. And I was waiting in line. He was taking pictures with people. And I don't know what it is. For whatever reason, I kind of attract crazy and just <laughs> weirdness. But um, when it was my turn, Bob turned around and there was Sergeant Slaughter and Iron Sheik doing professional photos behind him. Mm-hmm. So he ran up to them and was like, hey, guys, how you doing? How you doing? Scared the that, shit. That's actually a really good impression of Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Scared the shit out of the Sheik and um, Sergeant Slaughter. And 
then came back to me and then his handler was trying to figure out how they were going to block off that area because they were trying to discourage people from walking from the professional photos back into the actual convention because where Bob Backlund was was where the convention was supposed to shop, uh, stop. So then I actually take the picture with him and then he starts talking to me and then he tries to sell me his book. I'm not trying to buy his book, but he's still pushing me and pushing me. And the minute I said, hey, you know, I have a podcast. I won't buy your book, but I'll plug your book. <laughs> he kind of like eased up a little bit. Yo, his whole because I was recording the whole thing. Like I was like, you know, because I'm like, I don't want to meet Bob back. I'm sorry. No, never was a fan of the guy. But <laughs> I'm recording the whole thing. And then the second Sam tells him like, Yo, check this out, fam. I'm yeah. not buying your book, but I'll plug you on the podcast. His whole face changed. Yeah. Um, so if you're into old timey stuff, I mean, I am a sucker for that kind of stuff, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you guys. I barely read. I really I barely read, so I'm not gonna buy Bob Backlund's book. But if you're into that, go help the old man out. He seems like he's on hard times. You know to I mean? add on to what you're saying, too, he also tried to convince you and was like, Hey, you know, if you buy a book, you know. It's, it goes directly to my PayPal, and I'll ship it personally to you. Yeah, I don't know what the selling point of that was, but, but it was he was trying to work you, brother. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, the old carny uh, lifestyle. So guys, it was so. Bob Backlund for you, and of course, listen, I met too many women talent I should have met, but I met Melina because I remember a couple of years ago, I always I always thought she was an underrated worker. I was always always a, was a fan of Melina, not just because of the split. I thought she was pretty good in the ring, especially for that time of the Divas era. You know, there wasn't that many. There wasn't many females that could keep up with her. Yeah, and you know, her and the Beth Phoenixes of the world. I thought I felt like they were legit. They were legit workers, right? So I always thought she was underrated, and also I feel like a lot. I don't know what's up with her and the WWE. I don't really get the deal there, but maybe it's attitude issues. But she seems like after talking to her, she seems like she's matured a lot. So maybe some of those. That bad blood that was there, you know, ten years ago or how, however long it was, you know, we think things have changed. So, anyways, so I kind of went up to her and I told her straight up, "Hey, like, listen, I had the opportunity to meet you at a house for a hardcore show a couple years ago, but you know, you had like a line, and I didn't want to be that guy because <laughs> you know you had those type of people there, right? You know, and I think some of you know what I mean by that, and." I just didn't want to bother. And she was like, oh, you're just making excuses. I'm like, no, I'm being serious. That's why, you know, I I made note of it. Like, I wanted to meet you today. And she was like, oh, that's so sweet of you. So we started having a conversation. And Sam recorded the whole Sam took pictures of the whole thing. And Body language, Tesla, all people will post the pictures probably later. Yeah, we'll post the pictures in, in time. But, yeah, man, we had a really, really good conversation. Um, Had her cracking up. Had, you know, had her smiling. I told her how much, uh, you know. She was feeling Mario. <laughs> I told her how much, like, how much as as a me as a not a follower of wrestling, but just like a person that studies wrestling, especially like in ring work. I, I feel like you know she's very underrated, and you know I think she's one of those people. I wouldn't say a pioneer, but she's one of those that during that certain era of divas eras that it wasn't all, um, you know, it, it wasn't all in ring work. It was more like how they looked and stuff like that. While right. Melina is a pretty girl, her in-ring work was good. I always thought she did solid work, and I kind of expressed that to her. I expressed the fact that I thought it was great that and Naomi did that tribute to her for WWE Evolution with the, with the split, and she talked about that. She was like, oh, my God, and she was super into it. We had a really nice conversation. We took a picture, and she was cool. I like, you know, I liked um, yeah. meeting Melina. It was cool. 
I was tempted to take a picture with her because I have a picture with her and I look really weird in it. You I'm look like, weird in all your old pictures, though. Hey, man. You look... It, I freak, You just look different. It doesn't look like you. It looks like... You know, what it, you know what you look like in your old pictures? You look like somebody that looks like you. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, this is you. Your old pictures look like... It looks like... Is, that's not you, is it? Well, I switch up my look a lot, so... What you guys see now it may not look like me in the next couple of months. Just so keep... I might shave the beard. No! <laughs> Don't do that, bro. I've had the something. same chin hair since high school, bro. I envy anybody that grows a beard, and the second they cut off, I'm like, come on, bro. Why are you shaving that shit for, bro? Don't shave your beard, man. And I'm sure your wife doesn't want you to shave your beard. Yeah, she's, she's on the chat now. You could that. trim it. Trim it. You could put it down a little bit, but don't shave it, man. Don't do that, bro. We'll see what happens in the yeah. next couple months. Um, but uh, we atten- so we attended uh, US US versus the world, right? Um, we had Daga. We seen Daga MLW. Um, he's a great performer. He, if you guys don't know who Daga is, make sure you guys do your uh, research on him. He's actually uh, Tessa Blanchard's boyfriend. He's really really good. Um, you've seen him in. In AAA, you've seen him in Lucha Underground. Uh, he does. He's done work with Impact and obviously MLW. So he wrestled up David Starr, which we actually got to see David Starr also later on the next day. Um, he was outside Madison Square Garden. Yeah, he was pretty funny. What did he have a sign that said? That? Um, I'll look at the picture right now. But yeah, he was. Uh, <laughs> he was kind of pretending he was a hobo. Yeah. Um, he was like, uh, he was throwing shade Sinclair. at Sinclair Broadcasting. Yeah, yeah Sinclair. But uh, he had a really good match with David. Uh, David Star, David Star, Dog and David Star. They tore it up. Uh, Rich Swan wrestled a Japanese dude, and I can't think of his name right now. But he literally had his like Very suit bright. jacket on the whole time in the match. Yeah. And that match was really, really good, especially the entrances. Yeah, Killer Whales on the back of his uh, jacket. I just don't know. I don't recall his name. But, yeah, they had a really, really uh, fun match. Uh, a couple comedy spots in there, but um, it turned into, like, a more competitive. Yeah, fast-paced match. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I enjoyed USA versus the World, but I would say that might have been one the of weakest the, show. Yeah, one yeah, of the definitely weakest, the weakest shows show. we went to all weekend. We also got LAX versus the Heart Foundation. Yeah, which I expected more from them. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna lie. But you know what? I, as much as I understand your, uh, you know, what you're saying, at the same time, it's like, man, especially those two teams, they've been busting their ass. Yeah. Think about it. This is Friday. They must have already wrestled two to three different shows already at that point. Not only that, but I feel like yeah, they were saving themselves for their actual like bigger shows. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, they're workhorses, man. These these talents that inside to the E, man, uh, that they're doing these indie runs. There were so many shows happening. Like I remember when we were in line waiting for Oscar, we were talking to the the bookers for uh, uh, what is it, Black Label Pro? Yeah, we were talking to them, and I mean they're in bed with GCW, and they were running out of Jersey City. So I mean, like. Man, there's so many options that you had this weekend. I guess that's the reason why, like, some of the crowds were burnt out. Yeah, Bloodsport. With the Bloodsport, uh, Joey Janela's, um, you know, Spring Break. There were so many shows happening, and you just had so many options. You really did. And the thing is, you had so many options, but they weren't close to each other. That's the problem. Yeah. So after uh, the show, we wound up. Uh, we went back to WrestleCon. Yeah, we met Mark Henry. Yeah, Mark Henry was cool. The Lucha Brothers. Oh, that was great. I mean, yeah. the Lucha Brothers was great, especially. I don't know. It, it just so happened when we took the picture with them, like Sam had a black shirt on and I had like red on, right? Because I had my Wolfpack gear on. And then for whatever reason, it just worked out where 
I was next to Ray Phoenix and he was wearing red. And then you were next to Pentagon and he was wearing black. So yeah. like visually, it was just it was just great. As you know, the Lucha Outsiders, you know, meet the Lucha Brothers. Yeah, I, I kind of popped uh, Pentagon too because he thought I was drinking a coffee, but I was actually drinking a beer. Uh, when we went to go take the pi- picture. He goes, uh, "Agua y café," and I said, "No, a cerveza." And he said, "Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was I was living my best life, man." You know, so um, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, well, there. one of the highlights of my. Uh, oh, yeah. Trish, right? Uh, man, yeah. let me tell you. Let me tell you. I feel like I did the job, but but I was going to say Trish, but Sam doesn't think so. Maybe Trish doesn't think so either. No, absolutely. Like I said, body language says it all. And she was definitely uh, very, very into the conversation you guys were having. So. And I have pictures of all this. I'm just not going to post it all into the world just yet. But, um, you know, we were in line. The line was long for Trish. And I originally, I wanted to meet Trish and Lita together. But, man, I, we had places to go. We still had to grab something to eat. We had to go. So I'm like, you know what? Let's, let me just meet Trish, right? I'm sure I'll get eventually an opportunity to meet Lita. And, man, I, you know... You guys know me from the show or even personally. I'm a talker. I could talk your ass off, you know, talk about anything. Man, when this was about my time to go meet Trish, I was there in line. I got up and I fucking went blank. <laughs> I went completely blank. And she's all happy and chippy and like, she's like, hi. And I'm like, hi. <laughs> that was our first. She was like, what's wrong? And I'm like, Trish, you have no idea what what this moment means to me right now and she was like well what's what's wrong well, what what's going on and and i'm like you just don't understand you have no idea how much you mean to me how much you meant to me like when i was a kid i was like you you're my first love i, I kind of just confessed my love to her and i told her you know not only you know just that you were my first love but also you know what you and lita did so she kind of stopped me when i said first love and she was like so what are you trying to say i'm not your favorite now <laughs> and i was like it's not that, Trish. It's that you're married now. So it, that changes everything. So she kind of looked at me. She smirked. And she was like, that's very respectful of you. I guess, you know, it's a lot of these female talents, I guess, who, who, who knows some of the nonsense and some of the comments that a lot of these yeah. female talents get. And that's like one of my pet peeves when it comes to wrestling fans. But, you know, I'm not I'm not that type of guy. But I did. Ha- I did have to confess my love to her. But she was all about it. Um. She was super nice, and I, then we started talking about wrestling. I started telling her, like, you know, wow, there's a lot of pioneers. There's China, there's Sable, there's Sunny in many ways, you know, bringing, I guess, female, uh, the female uh, characters out to the wrestling world and being known. But, man, in my opinion, and there's, there's arguments to be made, but I think I stand very strong with what I'm going to say, is that when it comes to Trish and Lita, they were giving opportunities and main event spotlight at the time where women's wrestling wasn't women's wrestling like it is today. Yeah, absolutely. It was they were given main event spots. They were giving them time. Um, they had amazing matches together. And they, to, to me, in my opinion, they really built and set the foundation to the women's evolution, the women's revolution. Women's wrestling right now, I think Lita and Trish definitely set that foundation. Yeah, absolutely. They're, not only were they the first to be given that kind of uh, time, uh, but they also influenced all the talent that we see today, like the Baileys and the Sasha Banks and even the AJ Lees uh, mm-hmm. that came.
came before them. Um, so, you know, shout out to them. They, they definitely were the pioneers of this whole thing, um, that we're seeing right now in WWE. So, so yeah, so me, it's, I told this all to Trish and Trish, you know, she, she's like, oh my God, it means so much to me. You're so sweet. And then she's like, come here, give me a hug. <laughs> my heart's going like this at this point. And I, you know, go over there and give her a hug and we take the picture and then she goes like, you're very handsome and you smell really good. She gave me another hug. I was like, kind of froze up a little bit. I was like, thank you. And then I grabbed Sam and I'm like, Sam, I need a shot of something, man, because I'm turning red. Like, I don't turn red for anything. I don't blush. I, that's just not me. I'm not saying that I'm a tough guy. Arr, I'm not saying that. But it's rare for somebody to get me like that. And man, Trish got me like that. And whew, I was like, man, I was like, man, I feel like I did the job. I fucking, you know, but Sam says otherwise. No, man, I, I felt like you went up there and you were uh, confident and I felt like she was into the conversation. Uh, you know, I was taking pictures while you guys were talking and she didn't seem standoffish or anything like that. She seemed like she was totally comfortable talking to you and you were totally comfortable talking to her. And uh, you got a hug, which was more than, you know, a lot of people could say. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely cool. It was definitely one of my many highlights of the night, but uh, fi- uh, highlights of the weekend. But so we left WrestleCon. Um, we, we grabbed, we grabbed some really good sushi. I can't think of the name of the place, but the sushi was really, really good. And, um, right off, right off the block from the, the Hilton that were, that, that WrestleCon was at. It was really, really good sushi. It was like homemade. Uh, It came, it came off like that. It was very, it was very organic. (laughs) Yeah, it was nice. So we had some sushi. Then we took the subway and I I should share this story with you guys because it was very funny. So. We're going to go to the Barclays Center. Keep in mind, at this point, I still have yet to buy my NXT ticket. And this guy's losing his mind. I'm stressed out. All right. I get a subway, and I have a Metro card, right? I have a Metro card, and but I'm low on funds. Next thing you know, I, like, I literally just, you know, if you guys been in the New York subway, there's like this little machine that you could check your funds on your Metro card. So I went that, turned around. Sam's nowhere to be found. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, he's nowhere to be found. Then where'd he go? Next thing you know, I see him over the rail. He's like, come on, come on. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Because knowing my luck, I will get arrested. That, that's the type of luck I would have. I would have gotten arrested. He's like, I'm like, you left me. I'm like, you left me. Yeah, I wasn't going to buy a Metro card because we were only taking the subway one time, and I wasn't going to spend 5 or $6. I know that they just raised the prices too. So I looked around. I realized that we were in like a, a low-rent kind of subway station yeah. that the police weren't in. Thanks for uh, the heads up, Sam. <laughs> hey man, you gotta take a shot when you take it. Yeah, man, you completely forgot about me. Just goes to me. You left me hanging, bro. You left me hanging there, brother. So. But I ended up, I ended up doing the job. I put, <laughs> I put in more money in my metric card, and we took the subway to the Barclays, and um, we were still, uh, and we were outside. We were waiting for your wife, right? Right. And we see uh Sid and JJ from the True Heel. Shoutouts to them. Um. And JJ still didn't have, buy his ticket yet. He just still didn't have no ticket. He was waiting. So what we ended up doing was Sam stayed with his wife because he already had tickets. I ended up going to McMahon's down the street um, off the Barclays Center. Not Vince McMahon's. Not Vince McMahon. And then uh, we were hanging out there. James Storm was over there. And then, yeah, JJ came through with some tickets or whatever. Um, thanks, brother. And then we ended up going to TakeOver. And so I have many opinions about TakeOver. So... Going there live and then watching it back on the WWE Network, I had two different experiences. 
while the live experience was good, but it wasn't, at least for me, it wasn't the same experience that I had from other past takeovers that attended the Barclays Center. For example, the NXT Brooklyn takeovers, to me, the crowd was hot from start to finish. There were no dead points. This time around, there were some dead points during um, after Dream and uh, Riddle. I feel like the crowd wasn't the same until the main event. Now, going back and watching it live, the crowd actually was pretty live in the crowd. So I don't know if maybe it's the arena field of it. Yeah. But that's my takeaway from it. So, like, I actually enjoyed it more. Like, and it's not that I didn't enjoy it live. Like, I enjoyed the ring work live. The problem was when you're at a live show, sometimes the crowd, their reactions could take you away from the match. And I feel like that's what happened at certain points for me. I felt like the crowd at times were dead. Maybe it was just a section that I was in. But I feel like the crowd at points kind of took me away from the match. I'm like, why is this crowd dead? And I even texted Danielle from the Hill Marks, and I was like, yo, this crowd is dead. And she was like, yeah, it is. They're burnt out. And adding on to that, I feel like maybe portions of the crowd was burnt out because there's so much wrestling going on. SummerSlam weekend, you don't have many options. You have like maybe three other promotions that might run a show and they probably won't run it as close. You know what I'm saying? Right. But for WrestleMania, you have so many different promotions that are running uh, shows that by the time you get like, like, you know, not evening and you're attending the main show, you might be burned out. But what's your takeaways from it? I had a great time. Um, it was a nice little date night. Me and my wife don't really get to do that very often. So uh, shout out to my mom for watching the kids. Um, my, takeaway from it was um I'll, I'll start with the arena the arena was beautiful um i liked the setup for the stage um the food was good i had a little uh chicken tenders whatever first match was uh what was it street profits that was like for the taping right that was for the taping nobody yeah. gives a shit about that yeah i know it, it was street right. profits versus uh a for a for, forgettable forgettable sons for yeah forgotten sons so for what they taped for, I guess, the the pre-show or whatever, uh, the crowd wasn't that live. Then it got started up, and I feel like up until about Walter Pete Dunn, the crowd was off the hook. And then it kind of hit like a dull point where everybody was kind of like, oh, man. Kind of like looking around like, oh, geez, oh, man, like, I'm tired. We were At that point, I wasn't tired yet, but because I was like, yo, I need to be alive for this takeover. But yeah. like... I remember after the show, we were, like, feeling it. Yeah, and I feel like, like you said, they didn't get hype up until that third fall of the two out of three falls. Uh, they were hype in the beginning of the match. Right. For the main event, which, uh, congrats to both guys. They, you know, if, for those that, that, that care about Dave Meltzer's opinion, I mean, Dave Meltzer gave it a, a five gave it a five-star match. Um, but, man, uh, actually, like, going back to what I was saying, watching it, watching it you know, on the network... The show was really good. The show was really good. Um, the crowd for me live, that's what kind of took me away from it. But then going back and watching it, I'm like, I, I enjoyed it more watching it. That's why in a lot, in many ways, unless it's like an indie show, I try to judge it. I come to a full judgment after attending the show and then going and then watching it back. Yeah, I haven't watched it back yet. I watched it. It was great. You would definitely enjoy it more. Yeah, I, I need to watch it back because I haven't watched it back yet. But I had a great time. Um, 
I really enjoyed it. We got some really good pictures because I bought a scope for my uh, my camera. Um, but I, I say that was probably one of the best shows of the weekend, minus the G1 Supercard, which we'll get into later. But that that was probably the best WWE show. Yeah, man. It was really, really good. Um, we were talking it on, on the way over here. We were saying that... Uh that actually, you know, the three main shows they delivered, um, TakeOver, G1, and Mania. Um, it was all overall, when it comes to wrestling product, I think this was one of the, the better Mania weeks. But uh, yeah, man, Gargano defeated Adam Cole for to become the new NXT uh, champion. I called it. Man, let me tell you something. So uh, the section we were sitting at, right during that, like the last couple of minutes of that uh, Cole and Gargano match, uh, after the Undisputed Era interfered, and then Gargano throws Cole back into the ring, and then Gargano hits each member of the Undisputed Era, and the second he goes back into the ring and hits him with that super, Cole hits him with that super kick, and then like two other kicks, right? He pinned him. I thought it was over at that point, and then Gargano kicked out. The level of a temper tantrum that I threw while I was sitting at, <laughs> I did one of these. I fucking grabbed my hat, I threw it on the floor. I was like. And then the people with me, the people that were around me, were also rooting for Cole. Bro, Brooklyn wanted Cole to win that match. But we got to give respect to Gargano, too. Because check this out. He, when he, in the beginning of the match, he had maybe not to the same level, but it was like maybe a a very light version of Cena Roman Reigns heat. Yeah. The crowd was pro Cole, but Gargano won the crowd back bro yeah through his in-ring work man he won the crowd back so congrats to johnny gargano congrats to adam cole um there's no doubt in my mind that we're gonna see adam cole with that championship at some point but uh you know it was one of those things like after gargano did win i kind of just put my head down i was like damn yo somebody from the 200 section Uh because we were sitting in the 100 section through some kind of debris Oh, what a piece of garbage, bro! <laughs> and it didn't make the ring because I hate wrestling fans. I hate wrestling fans so much. It's some poor fan sitting on the floor. <laughs> what a piece of shit of a fan, bro! I hate wrestling fans so much. Yeah, man. So there, there were some upset people when Cole lost. So yeah, man. But uh, it, it was it was a good show overall. I really enjoyed it. But uh, let's let's keep on let's keep on going, man. Because th- we're not done yet. We're only like halfway through. Yeah. So Saturday we attend the WrestleCon once again. Oh. Let's rewind back real quick. Yo, shout out to Jessica Havoc, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yo, she's like the biggest sweetheart. Like, we were having a conversation at Impact Wrestling with her. Um, it was my first time, like, really getting the chance to talk to her. And I kind of just, I saw she was, she was like, in the cut somewhere. Because, you know, she dates Sammy Callahan. And she was, like, you know, obviously there because of him. And I was like... Hey, Jessica, I just want to say I'm a fan and you have amazing work. And she kind of like pulled me to the side and we started having a conversation like she was very engaged, engaging. So uh, shout out to her. She's super sweet. And then we got to see her at WrestleCon on Saturday, uh, too. And we had a conversation with her. and She's awesome, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Very down to earth. Uh, Jamie Salmons is asking what we think of the Black uh, Ricochet versus the War Raiders. Uh, that was a great match. It was a great opener. Yeah, absolutely. Really great opener. There were some rumors that Ricochet apparently got like hurt in the match, but I mean, he wrestled at Mania, and then he wrestled this past week on Raw and SmackDown, so I guess that was just a rumor. Yeah, it, and it was weird. It was kind of like a send-off match, but then when you cut on Raw, he still has NXT. The NXT, yeah, it's it's weird, man. It's, I, it's weird what they're doing, but... Uh, Pretty much, uh, we we called it. I think we all did that. War Machine was gonna uh, 
beat uh, Ricochet and Alistair Black, and they were going to get their send-off, which they did. Um, you saw that Ricochet got a little bit emotional, got a little choked up a little bit. Yeah, man. A little bit. Um, But they, they deserve it, man. Uh, Hopefully, they get used right on the main roster when they make that official transition. Yeah, they don't get the Tyler Breeze treatment. Yeah, and, you know, as much as, they're, as, much as they do have chemistry as a tag team, they need to be single stars, both of them, just saying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Jessica Havoc was really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then Saturday we go back to WrestleCon. So Mario wanted to meet Shawn Michaels. I, ha- I had to meet my guy, Shawn Michaels. Uh, man, th- this is another highlight for me of the, of the weekend. Cause I'm a Shawn Michaels mark. I think he's the goat. I think he's the greatest of all time. Um, he's everything he said he w- said he was. And, you know, he doesn't say it now anymore because he's obviously retired, but he was the main event. He was the icon. He was the showstopper. He was Mr. WrestleMania. He's all those monikers. And, you know, he's my number one. So I had to, I had, I could not miss the opportunity to meet this man and, uh, wait in line for like about, uh, an hour and some change, an hour and a half. Actually, it was all worth it. Um, it was my moment to meet Sean. He looked at me, and I looked at him, and I told him, my boyhood dream is coming true right now, Sean. <laughs> you have no idea what this moment means to me. And he was like, thank you. Thank you so much. And he asked me what was my name. I told him Mario. He was like, nice to meet you, Mario. And we took the picture. And I'm like, Sean, you have no idea how much you affected my life. I just want to say, you, I just want to tell you thank you for everything. And then he told me, he told me, he was like, no, thank you for coming, to, uh, coming, coming down, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. And that was it, man. Yeah. While you were doing that, um, I was kind of walking around the con, and I was like, man, I'm tired. So uh, with the purchase of the WrestleCon ticket for day two, you got pancakes and pile drivers. So I took a seat and uh, chatted up with some uh, some fans from Canada. And um, next thing you know, they say, oh, there's a, a medical emergency in the lobby. The EMTs are out there. Uh, once we get that squared away, we will start the show. So... Um, they are 30 minutes late. They come out. They uh, announced that they're not handing out pancakes. And people were pissed. And they started chanting, let's fucking have some pancakes. Let's go. I want pancakes. I want pancakes. Something like that. So I was like, you know what? Now that Mario's done with Sean Michaels, let's just get the hell out of here. We um, actually we actually ended up, um, we actually met some more town. We had a conversation with Jay Lethal. Shout out to my buddy Jay. Yeah, Jay was uh, at he, the con. With uh, Lanny Poffo. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't taking pictures or anything, but um, yeah, he straight stiff arm uh, a, a fan. He yeah. was just like, "Check this out, fam! I ain't taking no pictures." Yeah, uh, Mario grew up with him, so he actually gave uh, gave us a little bit of time. Uh, Mario chatted up with him. Uh, also, shout outs to my our, uh, my buddy Glenn. Yeah, the guy that takes the pictures. He's taking pictures for Crime Time. He actually, for those that don't know who Glenn is, uh, he's actually the guy that's been all over social media that does like a really good Leo Rush impression, and he calls himself Rio Lush. He actually is like the manager uh, of Crime Time. Uh, he actually grew up with JTG. So shout outs to Glenn. We we started chatting up with him, um, and we got to meet Crime Time. They're they're good brothers, and then we actually got to see him at the Bullet Club Block Party too. Yeah. Um, we I also met the beautiful, gorgeous Selena de la Renta, yeah, man. from MLW. Uh, man, she that that's a, she has so much talent. Besides the fact that she's gorgeous, she her manager work and her facial expressions are just fucking amazing, man. Uh, yeah. She knows how to put up the character. I was giving her a lot of praise. Uh, for the work that she's doing in MLW, had a nice chat with her, took a picture with her. She's awesome. So shout outs to her too. We uh, I got to meet Christian. 
Um, had a nice conversation with Christian, just kind of talk about wrestling, started talking about podcasting. Uh, it was really cool meeting him. Also, Taya Valkyrie is another person that I got to meet. I had a conversation. We actually had a conversation about hair because she shaved her, her, her size the last uh, couple months. You know, she debuted a new look. You know, she went from having the braids, the long locks, to, uh, you know, having her size shaved. And we started having a conversation about hair and stuff. She's really, really nice. But overall, WrestleCon, that was for my first WrestleCon. I thought it was great. I would definitely like to do another WrestleCon for another Mania weekend, you know, whether we go to Tampa or we go somewhere else in the near future for a future WrestleMania. But, man, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe it was just a New York, New Jersey thing. But I'm really reconsidering if I to, was to do another Mania somewhere down the line. And we were actually having this conversation on the ride over here. Maybe not doing early shows and just do, like, maybe the bigger ones. I might just do all WWE stuff, man. Oh, you're such a fucking mark. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, man. I'm <laughs> I really kidding, I'm might kidding. do it, man. I'm kidding. I'm it's kidding. just later in the day. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I got to meet Mick Foley, who, who was really cool. Uh, shout out to him for everything that he does for autism awareness. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, we... Uh, Victoria. Yeah, Victoria pulled on the beard. And she shaved your shout out. Yeah, man. Yeah, she put me on her Instagram. So if you want to see the photo, you go to our Instagram, you go to my Instagram, or you could go see, uh, um, you know, real Lisa Marie. Mm-hmm. Her Instagram as well. So uh, another highlight of the weekend was we attended the 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 quasi one of the last shows. We still don't know. It's a rumor and innuendo of something to wrestle with. That was your first time seeing them live, right? Yeah, it was. That it was, was really my good. It was oh man, it was hilarious. It was nothing but laughs, and it's funny because uh, they brought JBL on stage and he kind of threw a, a jab at Jake the Snake Roberts at, at something of how he kind of potentially uses his money. Wink, wink. And Sam's like, fuck, I just took a picture with him. Oh, yeah, I met Jake the Snake that day. And then it kind of made me freak out. Like, what is he going to do with my money? I know that he's cleaned up his act or whatever. But, like, I don't know. If JBL still saying that, mm-hmm. maybe there's some truth to it. But uh, I hope not. I hope he's still on the up and up. But overall, it was a really good show. It was nothing but laughs. It was nothing but laughs. Um, unfortunately, you know, due to Bruce signing back with the E, uh, the, the, the rumor is that that was going to be one of their last shows. But then Bruce went on mic and said that, you know, this isn't going to be the last show. So we honestly don't know. But, man, if they do do another show, I recommend you guys. If you're just a fan of, like, wrestling stories, I recommend you guys uh, check out something to wrestle with. And after the show, we got to meet Bruce and Conrad. Yeah, they were really cool. They're really cool. Conrad's great. Uh, he shouted us out on his Instagram, too. So, I mean, we got a lot of uh, talent shouting us out this weekend. We got a lot of talent shouting us out. We actually got love from listeners of the show, too. Uh, um, we got stopped at WrestleCon, and also we um, bumped into our buddy at Walmart, too, that, that listens to the show also. Yeah, man. A lot of people, you know, telling us, you know, keep up the great work on the page and, you know, Keeps, you know, they like the podcast. So, I mean, that's a good thing, right, people? Yeah, thank you so much for all the support so much. Thank you so So then afterwards, we, we grabbed a bite to eat. We met up with Yuri next once again, and then we intended, uh, attended G1 Supercard. We we explained to the people that we bumped into David Starr, you know, kind of throwing some jab, some, some shade at Sinclair Broadcasting. And, yeah, we went to the G1 Supercard, man. And Leo made it out. And Leo made it out, too. Yeah, shout out to Leo and his lovely wife. Um, they made it out as well. And I'll tell you what happened with me. I have a little bit of a different story uh, than Mario does. Um, so I got my ticket uh, kind of last minute for this one. And I wound up sitting between two of the largest human beings in New York City. 
Um, <laughs> so I was like this, and I just was super uncomfortable. So I got up and I started sitting in the aisle. Mm-hmm. Um, the lady came up to me. She said, "You can't sit here." And I was kind of like argumentative a little bit, <laughs> but I want to leave. It's been a long weekend, brother. Yeah, I was like, I'm, you know, I have a ticket. I'm supposed to be in this aisle. It's just I'm very uncomfortable. So she, um, she told me, as long as you're sitting in a seat, we won't say anything to you. So I saw some seats kind of like behind the stage, and I was at a point. Uh, in the weekend where I was like, I don't even give a shit about seeing the entrances. I could see them on the big screen on at the top of the, uh, you know, uh, Madison Square Garden. I'm going to go sit over there. So I wound up walking over there and I walked right in like I was supposed to be there and I took a seat and I was like, wow, this is really cozy. Like the seats were bigger. And then I realized that there was TVs in the section that I was in and I turn around and Ishii is sitting behind me. And then I look around and everybody has a media pass, a laminate on their chest. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in the media section. Mm-hmm. And I just acted like I was supposed to be there, and nobody said shit to me. Um, then Leo said that he was leaving early because he was tired. Shout out to the old man. And he gave us he gave us his seats, which I, we, I at least, you caught uh, the last two matches on those seats, but I yeah. caught the main event. Um, so... Let's uh, without going through match by match, I, I I think I think the best way to cover this show, which was a great show, it was an amazing show to me. Despite the bullshit, I thought um, even with the bullshit, it, it was such a great show. This was my favorite show of the weekend. Um, maybe because it's just Madison Square Garden feels. I you you just tell me that you got a little bit choked up the fact that they sold it out. Bro, when I walked in and I saw how full it was, because there was a lot of tickets on the secondhand market, and just seeing how many people were actually there in their seats and how it was sold out, I did get choked. I got choked up a couple times this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, wrestling is an emotional, um, you know, uh, event. You know, and I walked in and I was just like, wow. I remember watching Ring of Honor in like these small venues, and shout out to them for. You know, selling out the garden with New good, Japan. Good, good way, good way to putting them over because we're gonna bring them back down a little bit. But oh, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, man. Uh. G One Supercard. It had like an all in feel to it. It yeah. was shot like all in. If yeah. you guys go back and watch it, whether it's on New Japan World or Honor Club or if you ordered it on pay per view, visually it was like an all in feel. And man, the show was good. But man, there were some moments that kind of left you scratching your head but let, let's talk about some positive stuff before we get into the negative so we had the honor rumble and we got there during the match but we caught like the last like i say like maybe last 10 minutes 15 minutes of the of the, of the rumble of the honor of the new japan rumble right yeah pop big for ming yeah ming we saw <laughs> ming um the great muda fucking juicing thunder liger uh man uh the surprising the new japan rumble was very entertaining uh seeing muda and uh Jushin Thunder Liger, you know, three, you know, three shots at each other towards the end, and then Kenny King kind of just shockingly winning the Honor Rumble. I mean, it's yeah. I think they should have let Liger win, but hey, man, uh, you know, Kenny King's a good worker. Uh, some people don't like him. I'm personally a fan of the guy. I like his work. Uh, so I mean, I'm not hating on Kenny King winning, but I wouldn't want Liger winning. But all, all in all, I thought the Honor Rumble was entertaining for what it was, right? Yeah, I kind of wanted Liger to win too, but l- like you said, I don't have anything against Kenny King. I feel like um, it was a probably actually a pretty smart uh, move by Ring of Honor because I think he has some 
uh, mainstream uh, from being on the Bachelor. Yeah, I think uh, the I think the word you're looking for, uh, Sam, is like it's one of the smarter moves that they did in the night. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, so um, let's so the show that that was the pre-show. So the the actual show show started with title versus title. You had Will Ospreay defending his no, never open weight championship versus Jeff Cobb. That's the Ring of Honor Television Champion. Um, and man, this match was really good. Uh, the crowd was hot. The crowd was hot hot from the honor from the New Japan Rumble. Man, that crowd was hot from the beginning to the yeah, end. Yeah, that that yo shout outs to the Madison Square Garden crowd. Even though it was a long show, the crowd was hyped top to bottom, even with the bullshit. Yeah. Um, so you had Jeff Cobb and Will Ospreay that had a great match. Um, and Ospreay did the job. Now you got uh Jeff Cobb winning the 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 never open weight championship. I I kind of called this uh, we didn't go to predictions in our last show, but I did kind of call this, you know, during our conversations. It's smart. They're building Jeff Cobb. You could you could tell New Japan has an interest in Jeff Cobb. I've been saying it for a while now that Jeff Cobb is probably going to be in the G1 Climax. I don't see him. I don't see why he wouldn't be in the uh, G1 Climax. And now the fact that he's holding a New Japan title, he should have a very strong showing in the G1 Climax. Yeah, I, I really enjoy his work. He is um, Samoa Joe meets Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. Meets Taz. Yeah, look, that that's a good hybrid of yeah, a mix. Yeah. yeah, and I really enjoy his work. So um, I wasn't upset when he won. I was actually happy um, that he won that match. And like you said, great match. Um, I was into it from the beginning to the end. And, and Will Osprey just continue to show that that dude's a heavyweight now. He's not a, a, a lightweight anymore. No, that dude's a heavyweight now. Yeah, he can contend with the big guys. So yeah, man. So that match was a great opener. Um, if you don't count the New Japan Rumble. Um, and then you have like one of a head scratcher. You had Dalton Castle and um and Roosh, where I'm a fan of Roosh. I'm a big fan of him. I think he's great work. I was just telling my buddies X and and uh, Yuri, I'm like, you know, no disrespect to Dalton Castle, but Dalton Castle hasn't been Dalton Castle due to injuries for a while. And man, like I'm looking at Roosh and I'm like, man, would I love to see him tear it up with a guy like Kenny Omega? Yeah, absolutely. Like you call because they. They're, they'll they'll be on adrenaline throughout the whole match, so I can only imagine the kind of stuff that they would do. But um, yeah, this was a this was a quick match, man. It was literally like that. Uh, yeah, in, in and out, and in, then uh, I guess uh, Dalton Castle uh, heel turn beats up the boys. Um, I guess we're gonna see a new Dalton Castle at, at the um, you know second quarter. So so now that he went heel. Um, and then we could touch base. We could touch on this just a little bit before we continue going. Um, now that he turned heel, do you think he's gonna keep the same gimmick, or do you think he's gonna go a little bit darker? I think he's got to go darker. With uh, I think he needs um, to change his his gimmick. It's time to refresh. Um, I feel like he may take some time off to heal up and then come back, and we see a new, more serious Dalton Castle. And I, I like it because, to be honest with you, I think that the, the peacock uh, boy gimmick is kind of... It got stale. It got stale. And, and I think I blame his... And I think the injury didn't help. Yeah, the injuries didn't help. And you got um, you got Velveteen Dream doing something similar. And um, doing it better. Doing, yeah, doing it much better than, than um, Dalton Castle. So um, I'm, I'm excited to see where his career winds up going towards the second half of 2019 it's so crazy that we're saying second half and second quarter of 2019 because it feels like the ball just dropped but man time is flying i mean wow yeah uh 
I just want to throw this idea in you. So we're going with a dark character for for Dalton Castle. What what if it's like since the peacock is like kind of like the whole peacock peacock game and even his theme song is kind of like Queen, right? Queen of Jays. Right. What if he went like like I don't know, like a fan of the opera type gimmick, or even if he went like maybe like a grunge route, like Raven. <laughs> I would be more of a fan of the Phantom of the Opera because I feel like the grunge thing has been done. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you just said, Raven, mm-hmm. um, and even like you know heavy metal, it's been done before. So mm-hmm. I would like to see a Phantom of the Opera type thing where he's kind of like uh, you know just more serious. I mean, uh, we'll see where it takes us. You know, but. Yeah, very quick match. So what 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 was next after that? It was the women's match. It was a uh, uh, Kelly Klein. I think uh, that's the chick's name. I, I I forget. I think it's. I believe it's Kelly Klein. Uh, I don't even. I didn't even know who was the champion. I know it was some Japanese chick. I think she was from Stardom, if I'm not mistaken. But this was the only match that Madison would go. Yeah, they were not into it. And you know what? I blame Ring of Honor. And this is why I blame Ring of Honor. I blame Ring of Honor for the simple fact that I get. The the progression in wrestling when it comes to women's revolution, women's evolution, whatever you want to name it when it comes to women's wrestling. But as a promotion, you don't need to copy other promotions if that's what they're doing. For example, right, right. For example, before the women evolution started in WWE, Impact Wrestling was doing that shit. Right. And, and TNA was doing TNA was giving women's wrestling a platform what they were doing. Yeah, Gail Kim and uh and Awesome Kong, and, Awesome Kong. Yeah, awesome Kong. They were doing the thing in Impact in, in TNA and you know, they were the ones main eventing pay-per-views. They were the ones giving main event spots before WWE hopped on, you know, that wave. Um also you have all these other women's promotions like Shimmer and and Shine and Rise, these women's promotions that that you know that a lot of these women that you see on in WWE and Impact Wrestling and that that's where they came from. That's where they kind of started. So, you know, this women's wrestling wave, you know, it's been out there. It's just people had to find it. And then the second WWE started doing it, it became what it is today, right? Right. Now, with that being said, with that being said, just because everybody else is doing something, that doesn't mean you have to do it. Now, when it comes to Women of Honor, uh, that's Ring of Honor's women's division, I feel like... They literally hopped on this way because they saw everybody else doing it. And you don't have to do that. Like, if you want to test the waters, that's fine. Have women's matches in your, in your, in bring, you know, in your tapings or whatever. But I feel like, while I praise them for finally having a title, I feel like maybe you should have built your roster more before bringing a title. Yeah, absolutely. And and I feel like they just kind of went full force with it without thinking like, hey, we don't really have a women's roster like that that people are invested in. Yeah, and it, it comes down to character development too. I mean, I don't really know or care about their women's roster. The only w- woman that was on their roster that I really was um, emotionally invested in was uh, and and it was uh, it was Kelly Klein, uh, Mayu Uwat. Tani, I I could be butchering that name, but I you know at least I gave a name out there. So for those that know who she is, I, I believe that she used to do work in Stardom, which is a women's promotion in Japan. Yeah, but yeah, man, you know, um, I'm not gonna lie to you, I didn't watch that match. I was like, you know what, I'm taking a bathroom break, and I hate saying it like that because I am a fan of women's wrestling, but I just didn't care about this match. But one thing that did leave my head scratched, like, what are we doing here? Was so Kelly Klein defeats. Um, the champion, she becomes a new women's champion. She gets emotional. 
fans didn't really care about. And then the next thing you know, you see the beautiful people walking down the ramp, uh, Velvet Sky and Angelina Love. And we're like, what the fuck? Now, for those that don't know, Bully Ray and Velvet Sky do date each other. They're together. So we see them walking down. And I'm like, huh, this is interesting. This is different. This is very TNA-esque, right? See them, and they kind of just start talking smack to, to uh, you know, to, to Kelly Klein, the new champion. And then Mandy Leon came out, which looks beautiful, by the way. She came out mm-hmm. and kind of was having, uh, you know, Kelly Klein's back. And the next thing you know, she takes off her heel, hits Kelly Klein in the head. And she just starts beating. They all three of them just start beating down Kelly Klein. The fans are booing. And then they walk back on stage. And then you see the allure. So we're pretty much getting the beautiful people with a different name in Ring of Honor. Yeah, they drew like a anarchy symbol on uh, Kelly Klein's forehead. And somebody yelled out, I love Dean Ambrose. And I popped big for that. I mean, this is this is trash. Why are we recycling a stable that happened in TNA? Not even recently. Yeah. Like it's not fresh. This is happened this the beautiful people was a thing ten years ago. Literally ten years ago. Can you believe that? Yeah, time flies, man. Like I said, we're already in April. And we're recycling a, a gimmick from ten years ago. You know, kinda giving it a fresh coat of paint, but not something that we want to see. Yeah, the word uh for Ring of Honor that comes out of this show is desperate. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll continue to, you know, state our claim why we think Ring of Honor is desperate. It's like almost like they they are trying to mimic other companies or try to bring in talent from other companies that they they weren't very successful in those companies. So why would you why would you bring? Well, I think there's an argument to be made about the beautiful people being successful. I think they had a successful run TNA, but that's what this was ten years ago. Yeah, well, it's ten years ago. Why a, a promotion like Ring of Honor that was no that's known for their pure wrestling, pure wrestling, is bringing the beautiful people in? Really, this is what we're doing in, in 2019. But anyways, um, we got also uh, it was um, Bully Ray did an open challenge, and man, New York is New York's a tough crowd, man. So you have this dude, um, uh, Mega Ran, I think his name is. Uh, he did the. He did the 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 song for uh, the G One Supercard. Uh, we're going to the garden. Catchy hook. The song is okay, but uh, I'm, 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 I'm I think I'm giving it too much credit by saying it's okay. But the song is. <laughs> it wasn't terrible. It was <laughs> the song is whatever, but it, it's a catchy hook. But man, Master Square Garden wasn't having it, bro. Booing that man. There, oh man, I felt so bad for the dude because he's a wrestling fan, and on top of that, he actually has a wrestling podcast. So I felt bad for the dude. And then Bully Ray came out, started cutting a promo on him, and he got a little physical with him too. And then uh, he did, you know, uh, Juice Robinson uh, answered the open challenge, and then Juice got attacked. They show like this little backstage thing where Juice got attacked, and then out comes Flip Gordon, and and you know he answered the challenge, and then Silas Young and Shane Taylor got in, and. You know, it was like a three-on-one thing, and then Juice Robinson and Mark Haskins came in, and it was like a three-on-three. And, you know, while this match wasn't boring, but it's 2019, all due respect to Bully Ray, I don't need to see a long match with him in it. Yeah, 20 minutes was too long, but um, I'll, I'll go with the positives of this match. We got to see Kendo Sticks getting broken off of people's backs. 
Um, Flip Gordon's back was like a tore up. Yeah, my man's like, back was tore up. Looked like mincemeat. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a little too long. Um, I can't even recall who won. Um, it was Team Juice Flip and uh, Mark Haskins. Okay, you All see, right. so exactly, I can't. Even it was remember. a forgettable match. Yeah, I can't even remember who won it, and it was it was a week ago. So shout outs to fucking Juice Robinson. He looked very New York in his wrestling gear. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, had the man. Tim boots on. He, he was he was he was riding. The, he was rapping, man. He was rapping. Um, this matchup was really good, and I wish they would have gotten more time instead of the stupid uh, three on three. Man, that triple threat match between Dragon Lee, um, Ishimori, and Bandito. Woo! Man, this match was a little under ten minutes, but man, I wish they would have gave him a little f- uh, five more minutes because they were these three were being the shit out of each other, and this match was great, man. And uh, Dragon Lee went over. Yeah, they were tearing it up. And, and like you said, it it went um, about 10 minutes, and I was actually surprised with the finish. I kind of, like, was looking down at my phone. Next thing you know, it was over, and I was like, really? That was good. Why did it end? <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that, that you were looking down at home and, and not taking away nothing from this match because this match was really, really good. And I recommend you guys go watch it. Actually, watch the whole show, G1 Supercard, because it's worth watching. But let's take a pause here on Ring of Honor because around this time, everybody was on their phones, and – Partially, this kind of ruined my night a little bit. Yeah, the Bret Hart thing. So, uh, man, if you guys didn't see our, our live video that we did after the G1 Supercar when we were waiting for the train, we kind of did a live real quick, kind of discussing the whole Bret Hart thing. Now, uh, for those that weren't aware at the time, uh, we were at the Supercard, and, you know, we knew that the Hall of Fame was going on. And uh, we just... Um, we weren't really focused on the Hall of Fame. We'll get to the Hall of Fame whenever we get to the Hall of Fame. That was kind exactly. of our attitude. Exactly. That was kind of our attitude. And, um, man, everybody's on their phones. And they're like, yo, Bret Hart got attacked. I'm like, what? So apparently some dumbass fan with a stupid, uh, you know, stupid fake dreadlocks and shit, you know, while Bret Hart was getting inducted with Natalia, um, you know, because the Hart Foundation was getting inducted, man, just attacked Bret. And we started seeing clips online, and man, it, it it's just, I did a post yesterday. Like, man, it's just morally wrong for somebody to do that to Bret Hart with everything he's been through. It's terrible. Terrible. It, it just, this is why I fucking hate wrestling fans. Oh, and before, 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 before I even continue going this, anybody that actually thought that this shit was a work, Guess the biggest congratulations you played yourself. Like, it's not a work. It was never a work. I have to even give Leo one of those, too. <laughs> Poor Leo. Because Leo thought it was like, oh, but this man has done worse shit. I'm like, there's no way with the condition Bret Hart has been in. Also, with everything he's been through, that he's, that, listen, you can say what we, we can say what we want about Vince. I don't think Vince is capable of doing some shit like that. No, I, um, I, I was disgusted, and it kind of took me out of the show. That's why, like I said, I was looking at my phone. I was looking down to see, um, you know, Shane McMahon, Travis Brown, and Harry Smith beat the shit out of him. And then uh, Scott Dawson give him the old right there Fred. Braun wanted a piece of that ass, too. Yeah, yeah. They're lucky that they held Braun back. I mean, that guy's lucky they held Braun back. I hope. And listen, I know there's been reports that the guy had some issues or whatever. Issues or not, I hope that dude gets whatever he, he has coming to him because, man, uh, it, it really took me away, kind of partially ruined my night. I felt so bad, and it's like, man, this Bret Hart has, like, the worst luck in the world. I felt super bad for him. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Brown was saying, and apparently the piece of shit had an issue with the 
uh, Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda being in the main event. Who cares about that though? Like I don't. I, that's just dumb opinions. It's just more in the sense like, like man, where, where was security at that? Like how does talent get in the ring before security does? Yeah, he, he says um, that he was sending out threatening tweets for a week prior, and WWE didn't do anything. About it. The, the 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 guy shouldn't have been in the in the in the in, building in the building, and, and and that leads to my other topic of discussion when it comes to the Hall of Fame. I've always been against the fact that fans should go to these things. Like I get, like we're fans, and you know, some of us, not all of us, but some of us, wants to pay respects to our, our our childhood heroes, our heroes, um, both men and women. But man, the Hall of Fame should just be for talent. Family and friends. Yeah. That's it. Nice if you get the invitation, hall. a nice little banquet hall. They could have had a little small thing at the Hammerstein Ballroom, right? right? Um, or at the Manhattan Center. You pick your pick your poison if you want. Um, pick your choice. Um, but it should not be for fans. I'm sorry, fans are disrespectful. Us fans as a whole, we don't know how to be respectful during speeches. We we like to put ourselves over a stupid chance when somebody's trying to cut a speech. Uh, I, I hate it. This is a reason why I cut promos on wrestling fans. I dislike wrestling fans. I have no problem saying that. Yes, I am a wrestling fan, but I my life isn't just wrestling. I'm sorry. I you know I know how to be respectful, um, and and that's my biggest pet peeve when it comes to wrestling fans. So I don't know. I, there's so many congratulations that I have to give out. You know, for the people that thought it was a work, for the security overall, not just the Barclays Center, but just the security in general for WrestleMania week. Um, for the the idiotic wrestling fans that do stupid shit like this, I and and Leo for thinking this it was a work too. I give you all the biggest congratulations. You played yourself. Cause man, shit like that pisses me off. It, it just upsets me as a wrestling fan that people are like this. And like I said, I hope Vince McMahon does take in consideration for next year's Hall of Fame. Just don't even invite the fans. Fuck, bite the eat, bite the bullet. Don't don't even tr- like don't put out ticket sales for, for 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 the Hall of Fame. Just leave it for the talent, family, and friends, and that's it. That's yeah, it. If you get an inv- invitation, then be very fortunate that you get an invitation. Right. That's exactly. it. But we don't need to see wrestling fans at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, a friend of the show, Ryan, is saying uh, that they shouldn't have done it in the ring, and they'll never do that setup again. So, um, yeah, I, I hope that they um, just stop in- inviting the fans or charging people to go because, I mean – it's just unnecessary. Going back to Trish Stratus when she was getting inducted, uh, they started booing her husband uh, every time that the, the you see what camera I mean? panned. And it was funny, like, the first two times. Now it makes sense why I was so over with it. Right. <laughs> and then after, like, the fourth or fifth time of booing, it was like, come on, guys, really? Seriously? I mean, it's it's dumb. It's over. So um, I'm over the fans being at the Hall of Fame as well. I feel like that should be, like, something just for your friends and family. Um, so Saturday is, oh wait, we, we still have a couple more matches. So going bad to worse. <laughs> so, okay. Not taking away, f- away from this match. This match was really good. It was a fatal four-way tag match. Um, yeah, the gorillas, the, the gorillas destiny defending their IWGP tag titles. And you had Brody King, Brody King and PCO defending the ring of honor tag titles in a four-way, um, against, um, uh, Lij, uh, Sonata, and Evil, and then the Briscoe brothers. First of all, I'm happy they made it a four way because I had no interest with the Gorillas of Destiny versus PCO and Brody King after the Briscoes dropped the titles. If it would have been the Briscoes versus the Gorillas, which it looks like we might get that at some point, I uh, would have been down for that. But I'm glad they made it a four way. 
they gave PCO like a, a crazy looking entrance or whatever with the electric chair. Man, this match was really good for what it was, man. Uh, all four teams. Um, this was, you know, many ways. This was kind of a hardcore match too, because uh, there was no tags involved. Right. They all, all, uh, all eight guys were literally just tearing each other up, man. Yeah, I really enjoyed PCO's <clears throat> entrance. Uh, the entrance was really over with me. Um, the match was. I liked it. Yeah, man, the match I, was really good. Yeah, I really liked it. And shout out to the Gorillas Destiny for winning it. Um, but let's get to Enzo and Cass that, showing up. That kind of just took away from the match and took away from the Gorillas of Destiny's moment. And there's a lot of different factors that we got to talk about when it comes to Enzo and Cass kind of uh, doing this sh uh, work shoot, uh, jumping the railing thing. Um, man, <laughs> it, it, it's funny. You know what's so funny about wrestling fans? Not all, but some. The Bret Hart thing. Oh, it's a work. Ends on cast. That's a shoot. You guys are fucking stupid. Yeah, I don't know what people were thinking, man. Why would you think this is a shoot? And the thing was, for the people that are watching at home, I could understand them maybe thinking it's a shoot. But the people in the crowd, security didn't do anything. They didn't do anything for Bret Hart's situation either, but that's another story. Yeah, I know, but it's, it's, but no, but this you could clearly tell it was a work because they were throwing yeah. work punches at each other. Right, right. Um, I hated it. I hated it. Enough, I wasn't dude. expecting it. I hated it, man. Um, I'm not a big fan of seeing Enzo and Cass in Ring of Honor um, just because they're not known for their ring work, and that's where I go uh, to see – you know, pure wrestling, as we were talking about earlier. Like, if I want to see a pure wrestling match, I'm going to cut on Ring of Honor. I was telling uh, Yuri next after this happened. First of all, it pissed me off that they took away from Corilla's of Destiny's moment. Also, what Ring of Honor is doing right now, you said it, it was desperation, desperate. They're being desperate. But they're literally doing WCW Vince, Vince Russo type booking right now. Right. So apparently, um, if you guys follow the dirt sheets, there, there was a battle between New Japan, uh, uh, you know, uh, bookers and Ring of Honor uh, bookers. So what they decided to do for this segment, they were like, because New Japan wanted no part of this situation. <laughs> Shout they, out to New Japan. They wanted no part of this situation. So what they did, they came to an agreement where they were just going to not even sh put the camera on these two guys, Enzo and Cass, and. Uh, New, like New Japan had no apparently the only people that knew was Ring of Honor talent, right? New Japan had no idea this was going on. Like they knew that they were building to something, but New Japan just wanted no parts of it because New Japan takes their product seriously. Ring of Honor clearly doesn't after this Saturday. Right, Xavier's saying, "Let them know Mario and uh, Jamie Salmon's asking, did Enzo and Cass kill the feel of the crowd? People were booing. Yeah, man, uh, the booing. fans didn't care. And then I, I go back and watch it. I go back and watch it, and then it's like. They don't put, the, like, the commentary's trying to be like, let's not, you still got the camera on them, you still got the camera on them, and then they're, like, they're trying to avoid it, like, making it seem like this is, like, they're trying to make it believe like it's a shoot. Yeah, they didn't show it on the big screen. They didn't show it on the big screen. screen, but then this is what Ring of Honor does, right? They're talking about the next match, which is Tanahashi and Zack Sabre Jr., but yet you see the commentary booth, but literally behind them, you see everything that's going on between Enzo and Cass and the Briscoe. So it's like, you're still, <laughs> you're still letting us know that that's happening. Like, we can clearly see Enzo... Like brawling with the Briscoes and Big Cass, right? So it's like you're not even focused on what's going, on what the commentary team is saying. You're looking behind them. Like you're that. looking behind them, what's exactly. So, man, dude, it's just man. If I would have told you three years ago, 
in three years, Ring of Honor is going to become WCW, and Impact Wrestling and MLW is going to have more credibility than Ring of Honor. Would you have believed me? No, especially with the Impact statement. Uh, I would have been like, absolutely not. You're wild. You're mm. absolutely wrong. <laughs> and, and look at things now. Yeah, man. We'll see. Um, we'll, well see what happens. Listen, and I, I still love Ring of Honor, even though, man, they did a very poor job. Like, New Japan saved that whole show. Yeah. It was very New Japan centric. Like anything that mattered about that show had to be with New Japan. And besides, I th- I, you know, I'll give credit to the world title match too, regardless of whether you like who won or not. But man, that uh, the reason why that show was as successful as it was, it was because New Japan. New Japan could have ran the show and it had nothing to do with Ring of Honor. You know that, right? Yeah. I really hope that New Japan decides to run another um, garden show at some point. Absolutely. I will be um, there first. First row, if I have the money. <laughs> yeah. Know? Um. So, the next match was uh, Naito versus Kota Ibushi. At, at this point, after watching Kota Ibushi and uh, Naito, this was my favorite match. At this yeah, point. This was match of the night up until. Yeah. Uh, man, Naito's reaction arguably was louder than Kota Ibushi. They both got a good reaction, but, man, Naito's reaction, it, it felt like, because after going to Wrestle Kingdom, it felt like I was in Japan for a quick second, because... The whole Naito during his entrance thing, yeah, not like it felt like I was at Wrestle Kingdom for like that quick second, and man, it was really really dope. That uh, they tore it up, dude. They 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 didn't pull nothing back, and the match was simply just amazing. It was better than their uh, New Japan Cup match, and Ko- I, you know I wanted Naito to win, but Koto Bushi, uh, he's your new Intercontinental Champion, man. Yeah, I wasn't too happy about Naito doing the job, but man, what a great match! It was such a good match, yeah. man. I actually, um, you know, because we're already we're already uh, building the foundation for the Luchis twenty nineteen, and um, that match is in there, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about another match that, while whether we like the finish or not, I thought these three guys tore it up and beat the sh- living shit out of each other. You had a ladder, a triple threat ladder war match. Um, you had Matt Taven, Marty Scroll, and Jay Lethal. Man, these three dudes, man, they tore it up. I felt very uh, proud and excited to see my boy Jay Lethal walking out to the Garden. You could see the emotion when he came out, um, you know, as the world champion at the Garden. And, man, this match was really good, man. Uh, I know a lot of people gave Ring of Honor and uh, this match shit because of the finish, but the match was good, man. The match was really, really good. Uh I think Marty Scroll is definitely a AEW bound. Um, if he didn't win the world title now, which I think he should have, um, he's just not going to win it at all. And he's got to be AEW bound. Unless he goes to NXT, which I highly doubt. I lean towards more AEW than NXT. But um, before we talk about the finish, what's your thoughts on the match and what we saw in the match? I thought it was a really great match. And um, yeah, I agree with you. I think Marty is AEW bound. I mean, all his buddies are there. Um Jay Lethal not going over, I thought it was a, a a good idea to put Matt Taven in that spot because Ring of Honor is obviously losing Marty Scroll and is going to be losing more people. They just lost uh, to Neil Dashwood, um, so <laughs> and that's the rate they're going. They might lose a lot more people, man. Right, so they're desperate. Yeah, right? so they need to create. Uh, new stars, and they put the title on Matt Taven. He so. draws heat. Uh, you know, as much as we don't like Taven, you know, I'm not a fan of Taven like that. I was having this conversation with my boy X 
about you know their 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 hour Broadway between Lethal and Taven. And I told him, hey, I saw that match twice, and he was like, you're out of your fucking mind. I'm like, why? He's like, Taven. I'm like, dude, did you watch the match? He's like, no. I'm like, yo, dude, it was a really good match. Like, listen, I'm a fan of wrestling, right? And you know, I watched it live on pay per view, and I was like, man, yo, Lethal is like making this dude right now. Yeah, like it was a really good match, and. I recommend people, you know, if you're just a fan of wrestling, whether you like the guys or not, you know, you're just a fan of wrestling, watch the match. I watched it twice. It was really good. And, you know, at first I was like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? Matt fucking Taven? And I even had a conversation with uh, uh, Jay Lethal's brother, Mo. I was telling him, I'm like, Matt Taven? Really? But then the next day, the next day after sleeping on it, I was like, you know what? The dude draws heat. And I think if you get like a really good baby face, to, you know, be chasing that world title off of Matt Taven, I think it could create a really good story. I mean, Taven's a great worker. Like, you know, you we might not like the guy, but to say the dude can't wrestle or, like, he's a shit worker, I think um, I think that's a, you know, I think that's a false statement. Is his gimmick there? You know, I'm not really a fan of the gimmick like that. Um, but, you know, I think Taven in many ways, uh, he gets a lot of shit because we saw him so much as like a mid-carder and part of a tag team. Now that we see him in the world title picture, now as a world champion, people are kind of like, ugh, you know what I'm saying? Right. And at first, I was kind of like that too, like, ugh, as world champion. But, you know, um, the dude busted his ass, you know, whether we like the guy or not. Sometimes we can't be um, biased with our own opinions, especially yeah. when, especially the stuff that we do. I mean, we have a podcast, so, uh, you know... We gotta look at from we gotta look perspective. at another perspective. Now, I think time will tell if this was a great business choice to make, especially with things how things are going in Ring of Honor. But hey, man, the dude draws heat. So if you get a good strong baby face to be challenging him, you have a good story to tell. Yeah. Now, uh, I'll just read off some of these comments. Uh, Frankie saying when AEW starts, MLW Impact and ROH will probably take a back seat. Uh, Jamie Salmon says. He gives two years before Ring of Honor crashes and burns. I mean, but, you know, to the flip side of that, how many how many years have people been saying that about Impact? Yeah, and then uh, Xavier says, Madison Square Taven. How dare you? That's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. Um, who do you think will step up and challenge Taven? Do you think um, Jay Lethal will Well, Jay, to- well Lethal's going to get a rematch at some point, and if, depending how long Marty has left on his contract, I mean... Man, I would like to see a Marty and Taven match. Yeah. It depends, man. That's the problem with Ring of Honor. You know, if it was my book, hey, put Bandito. Hey, there you go. Put Bandito. You make new stars, Make right? new stars. I mean, Bandito's super over. Hey, Roosh could be another guy, too. Yeah, I agree with that. Hey, if Roosh is a guy, you know, whether, you know, you have the language barrier, but, you know, Ring of Honor is not, the well, Ring of Honor wasn't known for their promos and for their gimmicky stuff. Now, with this new wave of Ring of Honor, maybe things will change. How you doing? Exactly. Maybe things will change now. <laughs> things will change. But, uh, you know, just to add on to the Enzo and Cass thing, which, which I'm not a re- I was never really fans of Enzo and Cass, even during the NXT run. I was never big on them. Like, you know, hey, they were, they were great talkers, but that's it. Couple haters. Um, yeah. I don't, we, we, we're doing the show very bushly because Leo in here. But uh, I will say this. If there's any positive that I could say about the whole Enzo and Cass thing is I'm glad to see Cass is in great shape again because we ended up seeing him in House of Hardcore a right. couple months ago, and the dude looked horrible, man. Like, that, we actually were at the show where he had a seizure. Yeah, he looked so, really pale. Which I'm not a fan of the guy, but I never want to see talent going through shit, you know. Right, right. So um, I'm happy that he's back to being his normal self. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's but great to see him in good health. Let's talk about my, in my opinion, this was the match of the weekend. Let's talk about Jay, Jay White and 
Okada, bro. What a wonderful oh, match. Man. Holy crap. Bruh. What a great match. This match was so good, dude. Um, Really good match, bro. Uh, man, it was better than the Russell Kingdom match. The crowd was hyped. The crowd was on their feet through the whole match. And like we predicted, Okada was going to get this win, man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, it See, New Japan, they take into consideration storylines and making sense. And I feel like they take their time to actually weigh everything. Man, weigh I would like to see a Marty Zaven match. Like so um, I, I really enjoyed the match. And I am excited to see where they go in the future with this. So um, does Jay White try to retain um, who's going to come after? Uh, I mean, uh, try to get the title back. Uh, is Jay, um, is Okada going to find a, a, another uh, challenger? Who knows? We'll see. But uh, I, I love this match. This was this was phenomenal. Five stars. Yeah, man. Um, I'm not big on the star rating, but this this <laughs> this is a match that I, I definitely put on my uh, on my list that I made a note of it. Uh, this match was really good, dude. Um, yeah, uh, man. It, it, just something about the the garden, something about the garden and being there. Just you know, at one point I remember when we when we went to Leo seats because he left early. I remember just kind of looking up and and just looking at how invested the crowd was, and man. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't, you know, I didn't get the same vibe from TakeOver. No. There's something special about the Garden. Yeah, I, I'll agree with you. There's um, something so I don't know if it's like, it's because it's like a, a dome atmosphere. But man, I was just looking up and I'm like, man, I would love for New Japan to come back. And I really, I'm praying. I'm actually going to do a post later about that. Um, I would love if New Japan could just come back to the Garden. You know, how they go to LA to do shows. Yeah. I think, you know, I think they could sell it out again. Yeah, absolutely. they don't. They do, they don't need Ring of Honor. No, they don't need Ring of Honor. I, I think uh, they could absolutely sell out without Ring of Honor's help. And I would love to see WWE run a WrestleMania back at the Garden again. Yeah, well, I know we're getting Raw and SmackDown sometimes September, but I mean, like, who do who wants to go to that? But you know, adding stuff to Madison Square Garden. Speaking of which, um, Triple Triple A is going to do a show. Yeah, September. Uh, September. We plan on going on there. They're gonna do, they're gonna run the garden, so that should be cool. So we should see like some some sprinkle of AEW talent in that AAA show. So I think that's gonna be awesome. But yeah, man, I hope New Japan comes back to to um to the garden, man. Uh, Okada cut a promo, and the, everybody was on their feet, just chanting his name, saying you deserve it. And man, uh, this match was just simply amazing. Um, before before we touch on Mania and, and touch a little bit of the Bullet Club Block Party. Um, one more thing I would like to, to, to kind of ask people in the audience and, and kind of get your thoughts on it. How much longer do we see this, this, uh, relationship between Ring of Honor and New Japan? Cause I feel like after the G1 Supercard, while Ring of Honor, Ron, Ring of Honor try to, maybe not purposely, but try to ruin the show. Um, I think this might be the beginning of the end for this, uh, friendship, this, uh, this, um, it being in bed together. So, how much longer do we see this uh, relationship continue? Um, I don't know if there's a contract in place or what, but I hope it ends as soon as possible. Uh, it looks like Ryan is saying the same thing. They need to end the relationship. Um, I, I really, um, I, I did enjoy it, and now it's come to a point where maybe these two companies are going in two separate directions. Ring of Honor is 
WCW TNA bad right now. And this is not shitting on TNA, but TNA had their bad points. Yeah, they had a moment. And Ring of Honor, just based on what we got. Um, it was longer than a moment. <laughs> well, listen. I'm t- Impact Wrestling's doing their thing now. Yeah, man. they are. But, but, yeah. The, what we saw on Saturday, it was Vince Russo booking bad. It was WCW TNA bad. That's how bad it was. Some of the shit they were doing. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I hate to and I hate to say that because I never want to see a even when TNA was bad. I, I I was never one of those guys like yo TNA is gonna go out of business. And and obviously they they they've bounced back from all that you know with with the right leadership right shout out to Don Callis but I don't want to see Ring of Honor fail but I think if I had to kind of you know look into the future a little bit I think what Ring of Honor needs to do is kind of go back to their roots man yeah absolutely you know maybe the New Japan relationship kind of Got break it. If, yeah, and maybe if they break apart, maybe New Japan, I mean, Ring of Honor, maybe that might be a good thing for Ring of Honor. Maybe Ring of Honor starts going back to their roots and, and and start doing, you know, going back to what they were known for doing. But, you know, this whole beautiful people, the allure and, and end zone cast and shit like that, and it's just not working for me, man. And like I said, I don't want to see Ring of Honor fail, but, man, they, they have a lot of work to do because I, I feel like a lot of people felt the same way. I feel like it wasn't just only us, and obviously people in the chat are saying the same thing. Yeah. Um, I also think that, you know, if Ring of Honor splits, I mean, we got to see AEW, right, do business with Japan. Did you think that would be the easy? Yeah, that would be the easy uh, replacement there. That would be the easy replacement. I will say another thing. I mean, you know, Court Bauer's doing his thing in MLW, man. I think if they was to get in bed with New Japan, that might take MLW to a different level, especially yeah. now, like, with MLW, you know, you have all these news these news bits that came out this week. Uh, they're going to run shows in the UK, which is huge for them, and we might potentially get a, a pay-per-view from MLW this year. So um, they're definitely on the right direction on building their brand, which is really good. Yeah, I, I enjoy their shows more now than you know pr- like the recent ring of honor shows that i've been i've been going to so i totally agree like mlw is probably the new wave um so let's get into bullet Ma- club block party yeah man we attended the bullet club block party shout out to the true heels we did their podcast role talking about the g1 supercar so shout out to them give them a follow give them a like find the the, the video clip on youtube um sit in um jj um good we, brothers, good brothers. Go, the food was great right yeah, man, I dug in, man. Yeah, you went <laughs> ham, bro. My food plate was like, woo. And six the alcohol was flowing. Alcohol continued to flow for me for the rest of the night. Um, and yeah, we we tended the Bullet Club block party. The Bullet Club came out. Uh, we got to I got to chop it up with Robbie Eagles. Um, he's a really good brother. Um, had a conversation about him, uh, a conversation with him, or whatever some of the stuff that he was gonna do. Um, got to talk to Chase Owens for a little bit. I got to talk to uh, Huku Leo. That's uh the 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 the, the young tall tongan, the young the the yeah. y- the little brother, but he's like he's big as hell, man. Man, I had a conversation with him, man, and the dude is super fucking humble. It's like it's you could tell by like the age differences like Tamatanga, he's like the shortest one out of the brothers, but he's the one like the 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 the, the, the rowdy one. And then you tongue you have Tonga Loa that he's more like the enforcer. He has an attitude but not as craziest hama right. and then you have hukuleo that he's the tallest one of the group the biggest one of the group and he's just like super laid back yeah um and fale was chopping dudes oh yeah fale was definitely <laughs> chopping he chopped the chicken his in her breast mm. yeah I, man I didn't see that yeah he chopped the chick uh 
Man, the Bullet Club Club Party was great, man. I think uh, this might be the new way for them if, if they keep on doing like WrestleMania pregame parties. Yeah. Uh, it was very successful. Tom Tongue was super humble about it. Um, got to meet Jay White. He was a super cool brother. Uh, I talked to him about when he was doing his Ring of Honor uh, uh, stuff when uh, you know he was still a, a young boy. Right. When he was uh, doing his Ring of Honor stint, uh, I told him about his match with Osprey at Hammerstein Ballroom. He's like, yeah, man, thank you so much. That's still one of my favorite matches. Obviously, they just tore it up this year um, at the at their anniversary show. But uh, yeah, Jay, Jay White, he's nothing like his gimmick, man. <laughs> he's actually a really, really cool dude. Um, but yeah, you went to the uh, Mania. I did the job. I couldn't get tickets, so I decided to stay at the bar. And while people was buying me alcohol, I enjoyed WrestleMania from the bar. But let's talk about your experience at Mania, because while I was enjoying it at the bar, you was enjoying it there live. So I got in line for the the uh, bus shuttle from Reds over to uh, MetLife Stadium, and then Mario asked for my keys um, because he had to throw something in the car. So oh, absolutely, go ahead, man. Mm-hmm. I'll see you after the show. I get on the bus, we go over, and it was a shit show getting into MetLife. Um, lines all over the place. Um, I had floor seats, so I had to go to the SAP entrance. Um, I stood in line for the SAP entrance just to go through the Verizon entrance because then they opened up the Verizon entrance to, like, I guess, I don't know, get people in the building faster. So I literally stood in line for no fucking reason. I was really pissed off, got sunburned while waiting in line, Um, finally made my way into the arena, um, looked around. It was really nice uh, setup, that, that huge screen. I know people were kind of like, oh, it's boring or whatever. You know I what? I want. It. I actually enjoy the screen too. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I think it was lazy on WWE's part because it, it was, was nothing. It was nothing like. But I really liked the screen visually. It looked great. Yeah, it looked nice and clean. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I made my way to my seat and I was sitting uh, row in front of Noel Foley and uh, Frank the Clown, and I was sitting um, a row behind uh, Manny Rose's brother and. Um, sister-in-law and uh, their family and they have a wonderful family i was talking with them all night um i i really enjoyed uh wrestlemania yeah it was the pre-show was good. the mania this year was great um man i wish i could have been there live uh mania was great it it was a really one of the better manias that we've gotten in the last couple years i think since 31 it's been like hit or miss like you know you have your moments but mania overall this year's mania was good i mean you had your moments, and we were talking about it before the show that you had your moments. Like we didn't need really Balor and Lashley. They're 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 killing the demon character, but you know Balor went over. We didn't need the Baron Corbin Kurt Angle match either. You know Baron Corbin went over, which I do agree with that, but that's a match that we really didn't need either. Um, there's just you know there were certain parts of Mania that we didn't need, but overall I think it was more positive than negative. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know Tony Nese, our boy, new cruiserweight champion. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Um, Hawkins and Ryder get their moment in their hometown. Yeah. It was uh, a feel-good WrestleMania. It was a very feel-good WrestleMania. Babyface Mania. It was a lot of moments. It was a lot of moments. Um, Braun Strowman, uh, you know, he won the the Andre the, the Giant Memorial Battle Royale. People care about that, you know. Yeah. And the SNL guys got their little – They got. I, they, it was entertaining. And you know what? My kids loved the segment. Know, it, that's, what what it was, that's what it was about this mania. It was a very entertaining man, match. I'm t- very entertaining mania. Entertain a mania. It was very entertaining. And, you know, uh, like I said, we had some moments that we really need. Like, we didn't need the whole Kogan and Alexa Bliss posing together. No, that was and, a waste of 
And I, I was telling also Sam that this is going to be one of those moments that it's not going to age well because it's like you have Alexa Bliss standing in front of Hogan. They're both posing and just visually it just didn't look good. Yeah, it looked a little weird. Also, Alexa Bliss is younger than us and we're in our 30s. We're, we're 30 right. pretty much. I'm 31, you're 30. And Alexa Bliss is in her early 20s. So... Her earliest memory of Hulk Hogan had to be like Hollywood Hogan or like 2002 Hogan, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. She didn't grow up on She Hulk didn't grow media. up on Hogan, so there's no business why she should be posing with Hogan. Yeah. It's... So it's just one of those moments that just doesn't really look too good. Yeah, they were trying to give us a WrestleMania moment, but... But man, oh, we were both wrong. Seth Rollins beat Brock Lesnar, dude. Yeah, yeah. To start it off, I know that he had to get the hell out of there because getting out of MetLife was hell. <laughs> he went on first and took took uh took the title, man. Man, can I tell you how dope is seeing Lesnar's entrance of Pyro? <laughs> yeah. It's so dope, man. It was a throwback. It was nice. Yeah, man. I love seeing his entrance of Pyro. It's so good. Yeah. Um when he jumped up on the mat and the post yeah, I was like, Yes! Uh, yeah, we got it. We got it. Um yeah, Seth Rollins went over. Um I, the match was what it was. It was only a two minute match, but um yeah, Rollins went over. Feel good mania. He did his regular, you know, Tyler Black uh, shtick with spinning the title. Um, that was that was cool. That was cool. Um, another match that was really good was after this uh, was AJ Styles with Randy Orton. This match was really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, in the arena, people were uh, chanting because the, the, the lights, lights were in their face. Uh-huh. Um, the best chant that they had going was "Oh, please turn the lights off." I love that. Mm-hmm. But. Um, really great match. It kind of felt bad for those people sitting in the 100 and 200 sections that couldn't see. That could have been that could have been me just throwing it out there. Yeah, it was like most of the <laughs> corners because they had like the yellow uh, iridescent lights on the people, and then once they turned them to a red, the chance stopped and people were cheering and things like that. So, um, but I'm, AJ and Orr was good. I recommend you guys go back and watch that match. It was really good. I'm happy AJ went over too. Yeah, and unfortunately he got hurt. Uh, it looks like a possible hip injury. Uh, but I don't think it's uh, he went on he went on one of these social media uh, gaming sites, it's not Twitch, it's some other one. He went on record saying like, you know, it's a it's a minor hip uh, injury, but it, you know, it should be good to go soon. So uh, thank God that AJ didn't get really, really, really hurt. Um, and then after that, we had the Usos defending their tag titles against um, Alistair Black and Ricochet, Shinsuke and Nakamura, uh, Shinsuke and Rusev and uh, Sheamus and Cesaro. I mean, for what this match was, it was a fun match. It was yeah. an entertaining match. It wasn't boring. Yeah, it was fast paced. It was I, nice. I think I like one it. of my favorite parts of the match was when um, Cesaro, Cesaro was doing the big uh, the the big swing to uh to Ricochet and Sheamus like just kept on grabbing a guy. Boom, 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 and then grab went to another guy. Boom, and Cesaro just kept on going. Uh man, Cesaro's so good, man. Like, don't get me wrong, I enjoy them as a tag team, Cesaro and Sheamus. But, man, like, I would love Cesaro to get, like, a Kofi moment at some point. Yeah, remember a couple years before um, when the bar was just getting uh, put together, uh, everybody was talking about the brand split and where Cesaro was going to wind up and if this was going to be his moment. Yeah. You know, if he was going to wind up becoming a main eventer now because of the brand split. And you know what WWE told us? Congratulations. (laughs) You played yourself. Yeah, Yeah, that's what WWE told us. Yeah, they put him in a tag team together. From what I understand, it's trying to prolong Sheamus' career because I guess he's been working through some injuries. So Yeah, but uh, the next match was Shane McMahon and The Miz. This match was better than everyone expected it to be. I really enjoyed this match. Yeah, I got on TV in this match. (laughs) So go back and try to find me. 
um, do a little Where's Waldo or Where's Sammy. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. I love the suplex spot mm. off that part of the stage. And um, they got so close to me at one point that I probably could have spit on Shane McMahon, but I probably would have got my ass kicked. But um, it was really, really a uh, fun match to watch um, on TV and in the crowd. So The next match that makes me very happy <laughs> was the women's tag match. And oh, I, yeah. and we're gonna touch on Sasha Banks towards the, like when we're about to wrap up, but um, yeah, uh, we got an iconic moment. The iconics are your new women's tag tag champs, and I'm happy, man. I'm I'm I'm, I'm pumped up about that. Yeah, I man. think it was a I think it was a great move. I mean, we'll we'll talk about the, the all the rumors and stuff between Sasha and Bailey and stuff, and we'll give you our thoughts on it in a little bit. But um. I'm cool with that kind of, uh, you know, the crowd popped for yeah, them. Yeah, the crowd was hot for him. It was great. It was a great moment. Yeah, man. Apparently, uh, Nia Jax got hurt. I think she's going to be out and she's going to have to get surgery, right? We posted yeah, that on the page, right? Double knees, man. She's going to be out for a while. Yeah, man. I feel bad for her, you know, for the, the you know the people that give her so much shit or whatever. I, you know, I'm sure those people are now kind of feeling kind of shitty. Like, yeah. damn, now she's going to have to go through all this shit or whatever. She might not even come back. We don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope she stays in shape. Mm-hmm. Because with the double knee surgery, it's rough. yeah, it's rough. you could potentially gain a lot of weight, and um, I just hope that she stays in ring shape and uh, you know works on her upper body and things like that to you know try and uh, you know keep her keep her in that ring shape that you know. So the next match is the match of the night. I don't care what anybody said. And this is no hate on the main event, but man, I would I would have preferred seeing Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan in the main event. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, this was an emotional match. Man, this shit, it had my heart going. Even rewatching it again, it had my heart going. Because I just felt like, I felt the, the emotion. Like, even though I wasn't in the arena, I felt it. Yeah. I felt it, how everybody wanted Kofi to just do it. And, and man, and like the near falls. This, this match was great. This this match this match was match of the night, man. This match did it for me emotionally. Um a lot of people after Kofi won, you know, just seeing that moment, you see uh, Xavier Woods and, and Biggie run and just hug Kofi, and Kofi instantly just starts breaking down, and the crowd is going insane. Yeah, man, and, and you see all these clips online. There, there's a clip. Um, shout out to Yep, I like wrestling. They hosted a WrestleMania party. MVP and 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 Chad from Crime Time. They they were there and they were watching the match. And that moment, they got choked up and they were hugging each other. And yeah, they, they were like, he did it. Yeah, they started he, tearing up. I teared up. The people in my section were tearing up. It was an emotional match. Five stars for that match. Fuck Dave Meltzer. He's thank you, them. sir. He screwed them over. He gave them four point five. Fuck you, Dave. That was five stars, man. Any any wrestling match you could get a tear come to my eye. Like the he, last he, time that happened was he, Eddie you know how Brock. many you know how many stars that match would have gotten if it happened at the Tokyo Dome. Six. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, man, what a what a tremendous match. Uh, oh man, I, I'm, I'm I'm getting the feels right now, bro. Like talking about that match and and you know uh, I hope WWE doesn't ruin this for Kofi. Um, right now, the fans are still behind him. Like I. I the, the pops are still there, um, you know. I think they 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 definitely didn't climax Raw that well with the you know the winner takes all match. They, they they kind of threw us some bullshit shit, and I know the Brooklyn crowd wasn't happy for it. But man, let me tell you, I don't know if I'm ever gonna get tired seeing Kofi with that world title. Yeah, it's a good look for him, and I'm I'm really happy for him and his family. 
uh, in that in that crowd. Yo, those kids, bro. Yeah. They they're gonna be workers, yeah. bro. You saw them in the ring. Yeah, his son is a charismatic young man. So uh, it was just a great WrestleMania moment. Um, <sighs> wonderful. The wonderful. and and spoiler, that's a match that is on the list. Yeah. Um, a match that we didn't. Uh, uh, it's not that we didn't need. You know what? This match, I, I feel like I'm okay with it because with the injury and stuff. Small Joe beat Rey Mysterio with, under in a minute. I'm cool with it. Yeah. You know, it was just an entrance, you know, Mysterio whatever. Mysterio comes out as Mysterio. Mysterio comes out as Mysterio. Samoa Joe needed the win. And we said that he needs this win. So, you know, it doesn't hurt Mysterio. Plus, he was dealing with injury. So, I'm cool with this. A match that we didn't need. I was very disappointed in this match. I just feel like they weren't clicking. Maybe they were off. It was Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. And I mean this with all due respect. I'm not hating on Roman Reigns when I say this. Because I, I like both guys. You know, I got love for Roman. But, man, this match just wasn't clicking for me. It just wasn't there. Yeah, I was a little upset because um, <coughs> Manny Rose family wound up going backstage a little bit before this match um, went on. And as my back was turned, a fan came down from, I guess, the 100 section and snatched one of the commemorative chairs that you get to take home with you. And it really pissed me off because the majority of people that were sitting in that row were kids. So fuck you to that piece of shit that... Um, stole that chair and then on top of that the security guard that just stared at him and watched him do it because he knew that wasn't his seat so fuck the security hall of fame met life fucking terrible anyway that match was what it was you know good for roman um but you know it was what it was it wasn't it wasn't anything to write home about you know it was it was a good feel for what Roman has been through. Yeah, that's about it. So, but uh, it, the match was whatever, you know. Um, Frankie I, Frankie has a good question. He says, do you think CM Punk was right about the Kofi win being 10 years too late? I think he's right in the sense that, that it should have happened 10 years ago. But I feel like the moment that we're getting now is so organic. Like, right. It, was he deserving to be champion 10 years ago? Absolutely. Right. Because he was over. But, you know, he, he was just like that... That you know the the guy that they would just throw him here and there, like you know whether it's a transitional champion with the United States or 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 intercontinental title or even the tag titles in in many ways, but um this moment feels so organic. I mean like maybe he was just destined for eleven years later to 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 get the moment yeah, that I'm he's getting agree. now. This this felt right right now, mm -hmm. and I I'm not taking anything away from his run with Orton mm -hmm. when it felt right then mm -hmm. too, but. Because many, many said that he was ready at that time. And, you know, we always say about building new stars. And at that point, they were building a new star, and they just kind of dropped the ball. Yeah. I feel I felt like because we had to wait so long, it was that much more powerful when he actually... It won. was... I never... Uh, I think since the Yes movement, you know, since the Yes movement, since Daniel Bryan got that win at, at 30, you know, and I think there might be an argument to be made. Maybe this, this Kofi moment might have been even bigger than that, but... I've never since that since thirty. I've never seen as, as a as a whole, as a whole. Everybody get behind one guy like that. Man, it, it's just everyone. Like I'm, I'm telling you, I'm like you know, I'm getting goosebumps just That's talking it, about, yeah. just talking about Kofi. And like I said, I, I'm I don't know if I'm ever gonna get tired of seeing Kofi holding that title. Yeah, and I think Daniel Bryan was the perfect opponent. For yeah, him. yeah, it made perfect sense. And and Daniel Bryan has no problem putting people over. Right. Uh huh. Yeah, perfect story. And if you rewatch that match where uh, Daniel Bryan, he's using a lot of uh, submission holds, and it's almost like telling the story of Kofi being held down. 
and Kofi fighting out of those submission holes throughout the match and how he's fighting to get his spot and things like that. So if you watch from that kind of perspective, I mean, that match is awesome. Yeah. And um, I think if it would have happened with Orton, we wouldn't have gotten the feel that we got at WrestleMania 35. So I think if you ask Kofi, I don't think he would do anything differently. Um, this this f- big match uh, at 35 and MetLife, 80,000 people, I mean, that's something that his family and him can remember forever. So. Yeah. Um, let's run through these matches real quick. Uh, Triple H, because I definitely want to touch on Sasha Banks thing. And one more thing about the piece that, that got released uh, two weeks ago that people got all up in arms. So let's just run through this real quick. Right. So Triple H versus Batista, this was the longest match of the night. It was a little under 25 minutes. The match was good. It was entertaining. But man, like, come on, Triple H, bro. We know you run the company, but come on, get some more time to some of these other matches, dude. Yeah, too long, but... The match was, was good, good, though. The match was good. It was entertaining. And and I think they kind of played themselves in the sense, like, if it was going to be Triple H's career on the line, and then the very next night, Batista does this, um, you know, this a very heartwell post, thanking the fans that he's retiring, then it should have been career versus career. Yeah. Um, to add a different element to it. Like, we all knew this was Batista's last match, right? Like, yeah. we all knew that. But for story purposes, make it, like, my in-ring career versus your in-ring career. Yeah, they should have they went that route. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the nose ring spot. Um, I thought it was really funny when he tried to get in the ring. I'm talking about Batista now, and he kind of tripped over the bottom. He did. He got, he, got, he got a little bit too pumped up. A little <laughs> yeah. bit too pumped up. He got out, and then he came back in and did it the right way. And, and I'm surprised that... He didn't. He didn't laugh at himself or whatever. Like yeah. he didn't. But uh, I mean, he looked great. Yeah, he looked great. He, he looked great, and um, he's got a new movie coming out, and uh, I'll definitely check that. Yeah, out. Yeah, it's Let's a comedy start. movie. Yeah, a little Uber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cop. I yeah. don't know. We'll, that that'll be one of those ones that I. Read. But yeah, the you know Triple H went over. We predicted that, and uh, the match was what it was. It was a good match. It was an entertaining match. But I I could have taken a little. You know, it could have been like a fifteen minute match, and I would have been happy with that. Yeah, it didn't it, it, it didn't need uh, it didn't need close to twenty five minutes. Give that time to some other people. But uh, we talked about Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle. I think it was a smart choice to to have Corbin win, but at the same time, it's like we didn't need the match. Uh, Finn Balor and Bobby Lashley, another match that we really didn't need. They are ruining ruining the demon gimmick. Um, before we talk about the main event, we also had uh, the return of Thugonomics John Cena. I love this, uh, Elias. I know it's gotten mixed reviews. I didn't mind it. I thought it was cool. I liked the 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 lines John Cena was throwing at uh at Elias. Yeah, I even liked the Elias segment when he had two versions of him on the screen playing the drums and and the what was it drums and the was it piano? Yeah. Yeah, the drums and the piano. I, I even enjoyed that. Um, this segment was cool. It was just like, you know, a typical segment just to throw Cena in there. And we got Thug- Thugonomics John Cena. I was cool with that. You know, I don't know about the Babe Ruth of the WWE, but uh, it was what it was. It was, it was an entertaining segment. Yeah. Um, I don't think we got a Cena match because I think that he's filming a movie right now. And because yeah. of insurance purposes, he can't, uh, you know, take any major bumps or anything like that so i thought it was really entertaining and i rewatched it on um the network and i i laughed my ass yeah man it was funny it was definitely entertaining uh let's get into this triple threat match it it was uh a little over 21 minutes um and man first of all let's talk about the entrances uh i think uh while you were pumped about seeing joan jett (laughs) i love joan jett man listen i'm cool with it I, i i will say the performance was good she sounded great. She sounded great. I'm not, not taking away from it, but it's not, it's not something that would be on my bucket list, but more power to you if it is. Yeah, man. Um, it was, I, I like how Rhonda smiled at, at, at her. Mm-hmm. 
And then the second she walked down the ring, it was just strictly like serious. <laughs> strictly face. business. Uh huh. I enjoyed that part. Um, I enjoyed Charlotte Flair's entrance. Yeah, the helicopter. The, that was a shoot, people. The helicopter really did fly over MetLife, so it wasn't like a pre-recorded thing. Um, the only thing I would have changed about her entrance was, you know, when she comes out and she does the twirl, she does the spin around, and then she starts walking. Yeah. What I would have done with that was. Have her continue walking, do the twirl mid in the ramp while the the pyro's going off. Okay, yeah. Like how Ric Flair did for uh in his last match for Michaels at WrestleMania twenty four. Right. I would have done it like that. Visually it would have looked better. That's yeah. my only but that's more like a visual thing. It's not like that's what I'm critiquing. Um and I'm kinda disappointed with Becky Lynch's entrance. I think they should have done something with her too. They didn't yeah, give her nothing. It was really it's funny. just like the man. That's it. Yeah, it was really like, uh oh. Uh oh, they didn't do nothing for her. You know what I would have You know what I would have done with her? What? And, you know, people could shit on this all they want, but hey, it's something. I would have had them have some glass that says the man on it, have her break it and go through it. Mm. Breaking the glass ceiling? Yeah, man. I would have had something like that. Or, because, uh, you know, she's a. Nod to Stone Cold. Yeah, man. I would have done something like that for her. Instead of having Austin 316, it just says the man on it. She breaks the glass and then she comes out. Okay, I, I I'm not mad at that. I like that. I would have done something like that. They didn't give her nothing. You're you're one of your arguably top stars, right? Even though WWE kind of ruined her a little bit. Um, mm. you know, uh, you don't have nothing for her. You just give her the man. That's it. Yeah. Um, but the match was really really good, man. I enjoyed this match a lot. This could have been one. Uh, this could have been match of the night. It could have been one of the matches I put on the list. But you know why it's not on my list and why I don't think it's match of the night. Cause that climax finish was horrible. Yeah, was that that pin, while the pin was botched or not, let's say the pin wasn't botched. Let's say the let's say Ronda's shoulders were down. Right. I feel like it was so not expected. The way that match should have ended was Ronda tapping out to Becky Lynch. That's how the match should have ended. It was very like like the even the like I want to I want to get your opinion like from the crowd's perspective, but people at the bar were like, "That's it." <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what we got. Yeah. What did you get? Everybody was kind of like, they, they were like, was that a pen? Let's, let's get out of here. I'm ready to go home. Or really? And that was me. I was kind of like, I stood up and it was like, it, it, really? It, what the hell? So, so, okay. So Becky Lynch is your new champ. She's double champion. It's not unif- unified titles. Now we see from Raw and SmackDown, and this was my fear about Becky winning this match. That's why, like, there's an argument to be made for either Ronda retaining or even Charlotte getting the win. Where does Becky Lynch go from here? And I'm sorry to say this. I love Becky Lynch. I was a Becky Lynch fan before it was cool being a Becky Lynch fan and before the whole man thing. But I'm scared that now that she's champion, Where's the buzz now? Where, how is the momentum going to continue? And I don't know. I'm very, I'm very curious to see the story that they're telling with Lacey Evans. Personally, just based on her NXT stuff, I'm not really a fan of Lacey Evans' work. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. I like the punch that we got on Raw. Yeah, it looked, man. It looked I, real. I, I think it's called the the women's right or yeah, something the like, women's right. I like that. that. that that's, a, that's a good move. That's a that's a good name for the move. Yeah. But I'm I'm, I'm definitely scared on where we go with the story because, okay, she could throw a right hand, right? Right. But I mean, her in ring work never impressed me in NXT. Yeah. Um. 
We saw a little bit of her at the Rumble. We'll see where it goes. And uh, Becky kind of shit on it on social media. It was kind of like, yeah, I got Charlotte number two now. I guess the company has, um, you know, a certain taste for certain kind of women. I know. So, She's definitely know. Uh, breaking that fourth wall a little bit. Yeah. So um, we'll see where it goes. But um, um, one more thing I wanted to talk about, about when it came to Raw and SmackDown was. Um, I thought they were very similar. Well, Raw started out great. We got a returning Undertaker, and then um, we had a very n- not a com- climax climax ending for, it was for Raw. It was very underwhelming. It was like we get a title versus title match where people are pumped about, right? It was like, let's go Rollins, let's go Kofi, and then how comes the bar? How come we couldn't get the Undisputed Era? Yeah. I mean, I feel like... Uh I don't even know, man. It, like the Raw and even the SmackDown after Mania has become where we get our surprises. We get shit. We got Neff. What's his name? Lars Sullivan. I guess he's over. Oh God, I, he's so forgettable. I didn't even think about him. Yeah, he Lars attacked Sullivan. Angle, then he attacked the Hardys. Congrats to the Hardys being the new SmackDown tag champs defeating the Usos. A match that we should have gotten in Mania. Yeah, man. Lars Sullivan. Not not excited for him at all. I think he's he does nothing for me. Yeah, so the Raw, the highlight was Undertaker coming out with uh, Elias, and even even though Undertaker's hair looked very Hogan adjacent, uh, he, he looks in, he looks like Frazier. Yeah, he he looked to be in really great shape. So I uh, I wonder what we're gonna see from him the rest of the year. Um, and then, like I said, the uh, like you said, the underwhelming uh, main event, and then uh, we got SmackDown, which was pretty much. The same thing as Raw, only worse, I thought. I thought SmackDown was a, a bit more of an enjoyable show than Raw. Yeah. Maybe because it was two hours. But um, even, even the main event, it was like we got a tag match. You know, it was cool seeing Drew McIntyre, but apparently they took Drew McIntyre out of the match. Yeah, you where'd know. he go? Apparently he was, in, he was injured, and then people were saying that he wasn't injured, or people were like, they were like, why is Drew McIntyre in this match? Let's just take him out of the match, and people are going to forget about it. That, that's just WWE for you, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, yeah, SmackDown and Raw were definitely underwhelming. But what I do want to talk about real quick before we wrap up, I know we're going a little over two hours, but it's mania. It's so much shit that we talked about. But um, let's start off with the Sasha Banks thing, and then we're going to talk about something else that we wanted to talk about uh, like a week ago, but obviously we didn't do a show. Mm. So we're going to get people, you know, get get up in their feelings, if you will. Okay. All right. Sasha Banks, man. So... <laughs> Listen, man, on this show, I'm known as a Sasha Banks hater. I'm not a Sasha Banks hater at all. I think she's decent. I just think that she believes in her hype too much. Mm. And maybe she hasn't been given the opportunity to some of these women, and she does have a point there. But at the same time, it's like, I'm sorry, Sasha, you're not top 10. There's a lot better workers than you are. Um, You're not the best. Uh, And I think... Her, her, uh, you know, her attitude even outside of the ring, people show that. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I've seen video clips with some of her fans she's really nice to, but you were just telling me a story on the way here that she was just kind of like whatever with you. And I'm like, are you serious? And you still try to defend her on the show? Uh, I would say that she's, if she's on the top 10 list, she's probably 10 or 9. Um, this is what I'll say about uh, her. She's been given a lot of opportunities, so I don't know what she's, she's bitching and complaining about. She had the women's title... Uh, numerous times. Mm-hmm. She had great matches with Charlotte on Monday Night Raw. Uh, I think she was in that first Women's Hell in a Cell match. She was involved in the first uh, Elimination Chamber match. She was the first uh, Women's Hell in Tag Cell. Team Champion. The Hell in Cell match. 
Right. Did we mention that? The yeah, Hell yeah, in Cell match. Yeah, I just said that one. Um, the match that her and Bailey had at, at the Barclays Center back uh, back a couple years ago. Her NXT run is way better than her main roster run. Let's be honest. And that and that's sometimes the problem when it comes to NXT talent going to the to the main roster. But to say that Sasha Banks hasn't been given an opportunity, I think is a joke. I yeah. think she believes her hype too much. I don't think she's top ten. I, I know you, you disagree with that. That's fine. I don't think she's top ten. I also think that I think in many ways she's a bit of a spoiled brat. I think, yeah, she comes off like that. Um, I think she believes her hype too much. She's uh, young. A lot of people when they're in their younger years, they make stupid. I will. I will say this. I think. I think she. You know, she'll be great in any other company she decides to leave the WWE. Um, I will say this. I, I still don't necessarily believe the throwing the temper tantrums, like going on the floor, <laughs> throwing temper tantrums. But I will say this. They might have done a, a non-violent protest. If, if, on the floor. Listen, if, if that is true, that has to be one of the funniest stories I've ever I've ever read this. Like I've read this week. Yeah. And and they they might make congratulations. You played yourself later this year. Yeah. Well, um, I'll say this. Um, I hope whatever is going on with Sasha gets resolved because I don't want to see her leave. And especially with Ronda Rousey being out with the broken hand, uh, I feel like everybody on that women's roster that had a little bit of a chip on the shoulder kind of felt a little bit uh, disenfranchised when Ronda took the title and it was the Ronda Rousey show. And I think that was part of the reason why people started booing Ronda is because people had their favorites and it became the Ronda Rousey show on Monday Night Raw. Roman Reigns heat. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, whatever happens, I hope, I hope Sasha winds up uh, – Finding some some. Hey, kind of if she goes happiness. to one of these other companies, I think she'll be a commodity. There's no yeah. there's no way that she like. Listen, she is talented. I'm not saying she's not talented. I just feel like it, she believes her hype too much. I feel like there's other women in in and Raw and SmackDown that are maybe not given the opportunity that she's been given that are way better working than her. Hey, here's a hot take. I think Ruby Riot shits on Sasha Banks in the ring. I don't think so. Sasha Banks is a botch machine. Ruby Riot isn't. All right, Ruby, you don't see Rob, Ruby Riot throwing temper tantrums with the Riot squad backstage or hearing yeah. bad shit. You don't hear Ruby Riot getting, sh- you know, getting like, oh, she has a bad ad. You don't hear none of that. She takes her shit, even though she's been giving shit. Yeah, she's been doing the job. She's been doing that. the job. And say, hey, and she's a better worker than Sasha Banks. But that's just a hot take for me. Um, but with that being said, if I had to put a positive note on Sasha Banks, um, hey, man, I get it. If you're not happy in a company, leave. You know, Ambrose left. Uh, Christopher Brown makes a good point that she uh, she pissed off the Wendy Williams show. Who she, gives a shit about Wendy Williams? She's a piece of garbage anyway. I know, I know. But She's a piece of shit. That, Fuck Wendy Williams. Yeah, main, mainstream, I don't know. I don't know what kind of connection WWE has. Yeah, she said that Sasha Banks made a statement like it was a family issue whatever, yet that she's in the Dominican Republic with her husband and Callisto and his wife. <laughs> so, I mean, there's something going on there. Apparently, her and her man, like... Uh, Start stopped. It's like they unfollowed. Uh, they unfollowed WWE. There was a back and forth between her and Alexa, and then Alexa ended up blocking Sasha. And now apparently she found like the elite guys in AEW. Yeah. So, so I don't know Sasha if that's Banks. something that she wants to go there. I doubt that she's gonna be able to use the name Sasha Banks. Mm. But um, Bossy Banks. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> but uh, watch it happen, people. But regardless, what it is, Sasha Banks is a name. So. Wherever she goes, she'll be fine. Yeah. And that's if she doesn't decide to stay in WWE. Yeah. But I will say this. If she does decide to stay in WWE, I think there's going to be repercussions for her. Yeah, I agree with that, too. 
Uh, one more thing that I wanted to talk about before we wrap up today's show. Um, this show has definitely a different vibe to it because, first of all, we're still both tired from Mania. We are still recovering and stuff. And obviously, we don't have our third man here, so we could shit on him. Um, but um, so we did a post uh, literally right after it aired, like a day after it aired. About right. it's two weeks now, right? Yeah. About two weeks. And we wanted to talk about it because we saw a lot of people get in. Their feelings. They were definitely getting emotion about it. So we, there was this John Oliver piece that came out, um, kind of like breaking down the WWE and kind of just like, uh, and it's stuff that, that we don't know already. It's stuff that's already out there. It's stuff that's been publicized already. But he kind of just went on this like 20 minute, 15 minute, like not rant, but kind of just. Yeah, it was a funny comedy. A funny comedy, ha ha, he he, slap on the knee. Kind of exposing the WWE, even though it's nothing to expose because we all seen this shit online, but. Man, people got really emotional about it. People got in their feelings, bro. Yeah. People were like, where? Yeah. Like, oh, what does this guy know? He's an idiot. Yeah, I don't understand why people are getting so frustrated with John Oliver when he was just trying to shed light on a situation that, you know, the, these workers are working over 300 nights a year and well, obviously can't work for another company, but they're still being called independent contractors. And, and, and the whole dispute about independent contractors and employees, that's just been a conversation for years. It's not nothing new. And I know a lot of people were like, oh, well, the John Oliver piece was fabricated because it's not updated shit. Nobody's arguing the fact that WWE hasn't made changes in their wellness policy and taken the right procedures to, 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 do, to do things better, right? Right. That, that, that's not the argument. The argument is why are independent contractors considered WWE employees if they're not WWE if they're if they're not WWE employees? Yeah, why can't they go work for uh, House Hardcore? Yeah, why can't they go work for uh, Ring of Honor or why can't MLW they, or something? Yeah, why do, yeah, why can't they just go where they want to make money? Why do they? Have to work for WWE, well, and it's only WWE because you have companies like MLW and Impact, and they they they're free to go to work another. Yeah, they're letting uh, their out because they're independent contractors. Exactly, uh, you know, Ring of Honor lends out their talent to one of some of these smaller promotions and stuff like that too. So it's like, why are wrestling fans so like wrestling fans are funny to me sometimes because they're so like closed minded when it comes to certain things. Like I feel like whether you like the guy or not, I don't even know John Oliver like that, but whether you like the guy or not. It's about wrestling, so why wouldn't you want to watch it? It's just a fucking twenty minute piece. Right. If you go in with a closed mind, you're not even gonna you gotta see things from both perspectives. And obviously that was one side of the story, um, and one take on it. And there is the other take that WWE has made, you know, a lot of progress. But there's still guys from Bob Backlund's era that are trying to hustle fucking books. Because they don't have a retirement or they don't have, uh, you know, medical insurance. It's re wrestling fans are just so close-minded. Like, why wouldn't you want, as a wrestling fan, your favorite superstar or, or just or people that you saw growing up or people that you watch now, whether you like them or not, have health insurance, have a 401k plan? Like, why wouldn't you not want that for people that you see busting their ass in the ring to entertain us? Like... Yeah. That's what that's what I don't get about wrestling fans, man. And not we're not saying that we know it all either. We're not saying that whatsoever. But me as a fan, right? Like I feel like there should be a wrestling union. There should be that. Or if there's no wrestling union, Vince McMahon, you have the fucking money. Provide, make them. If they're not independent contractors and they're WWE employees, give them their shit. Like why wouldn't you want that? Especially after getting all that Saudi Arabia money. Exactly. Like. 
and and John, and John Oliver touched on this. And, and first of all, the John Oliver piece is hilarious. It's a really really funny piece. Yeah, it is. I, I enjoyed it. I laughed my ass off. Watching. It was just really really funny. So I mean, you know, for the people that got emotional over the John, Oliver, and the funny thing is, people got emotional and they didn't even watch the piece. They're already talking shit about it. I'm like, why? Have you watched it? No. So watch it, and then so watch it. And man, I, I I did the post about like John Oliver taking uh, Vince McMahon's offer or WWE's offer to show up at WrestleMania, you know. And man, people got in their feelings, bro. Yeah, people really got in their feelings. But um, I definitely wanted to touch on that. Uh, listen, just uh, we all have our, our opinions. We all have our like uh, points to come across and stuff. But man, at the end of the day, these people, these men, and, these men and women are busting their asses to, to entertain us, and I think they deserve something right and whether it's a union or health and benefits from a company they there needs to be something there needs to be something done and yes WWE has started to make changes in their policy and how they treat their talent that's fine not that nobody's arguing that mm-hmm. but there's still work to be done there really is need to be uh, work to be done and i just wanted to put that out in the universe and just kind of have an open mind you know I yeah, cold abs- absolutely man so is that it for the week? That's it, man. Uh, we got any right. plugs and? Uh, just follow me at Sammy Suplex. You see it right there. Um, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, even on uh, Snapchat. Um, if you want to go uh, follow my wife uh, at Bree TV on Instagram. Um, she does amazing artwork. Um, she's taking commissions. Um, trying to think. Shout out to Luis Jimenez. Go check out his show if you're if you're in yeah part of the, uh, the yeah you I got I guess I gotta do Leo's spot because Leo ain't here you know um if you guys if you guys are interested in doing a podcast or you know maybe you got an idea hit up uh hit up Leo um Leo at uh, losradio.com you know Los Radio is this little radio network foundation that we're building you know we got a couple of good shows there obviously Sam just mentioned Lee Jimenez um in many ways the king of radio for Latinos like us uh he's like the Howard Stern Latino so if you're a Spanish uh speaking person and you want some comedy in your life subscribe to the Luis Jimenez podcast also he has a politics show there on losradio.com uh we're on there obviously lucha outsiders also the Ricans of wrestling shout outs to them um you know we're just kind of building this platform giving opportunity to people that are that are workhorses and that you know they want to talk behind this mic and you know give some content out to the world right yeah man so if you have an idea for a show reach out to leo he'll uh walk you through it and get mm. you started and that's at losradio.com uh like sammy said you can follow him at sammy suplex you can follow his, uh, his wife at Bree tv um you know she's a gamer she's a graphic designer she's a lovely wife to sam for allowing him to do the show you can follow yours truly at Rated R since 87. Um, I don't post at much on there. I kind of uh, recently have been posting a couple of wrestling-related stuff, but uh, I'm mostly wrestling-heavy at Lucha Outsiders on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And that's about it, bro. Hey, it was a great show. It was a great show. We, we made it happen, dude. We definitely made it happen. We miss you, Leo. We, we definitely miss the old man, bro. We definitely miss the old man, surprisingly. I don't need all the time him. T- I don't need him always talking over us, and maybe I don't need all his bad jokes. But I definitely miss the guy. Definitely miss the guy. Happy birthday, Leo. Happy birthday to Leo. Shout outs to Leo. Make sure you hit him up at Shofu Below and wish him a happy birthday. Um, how old he's turned? 52? <laughs> I think it was 63. Oh, man. The old man. Thank you so much for tuning in to uh, this. Uh, 
Let's let's try this again. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning into the podcast, the podcast version of the show and the live version of the show, episode 107 of Lucha Outsider Show. If you missed anything on today's episode, check out the podcast version of the show. iTunes, SoundCloud, you won't be fancy, Apple Podcasts, tune in, like Masculine, BlowsRadio.com, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast needs. Leave us a five-star Frog Splash rating, you, comments, agreements, to bury either one of us. It'll most likely be Leo, but maybe, just maybe for today's episode, you're burying either me or Sammy. <laughs> Man, I'm still trying to get my voice back, bro. Yeah, we had a wild week and uh, still trying to recover from it. But, uh, Shout out to the Hart Foundation, Teddy Hart, uh, Harry Smith, and Brian Pillman Jr., man. We got to see them and chatted up with them like almost every day. Yeah, they're good people, good people. We'll see them again in June. So. Yeah, we'll be seeing them in June, bro. Yeah. Man, I'm like wrestled out, dude. Yeah, let's go get some meat. We need to get something to eat, and I need another Red Bull, too. My allergies ain't helping either. For Sammy Suplex, for Show Football L ain't here, yours truly rated R, keep it rated R, and stay too sweet, people. Stay too sweet. We'll see you in two weeks.